everyone. Welcome back to Core. This is Core, and uh, we talk about video games. Yeah, that's right. The industry as a whole and uh, stuff happening within it. It's super exciting for us. Here we are on the sort of eve of a lot of uh, sort of E3 announcements, and as a result, it can be a little quiet, you know, when stuff hasn't already leaked or whatever. We're sort of past the leaks and waiting for what we don't know, and and that's okay. That's one way to consume that content, and I'm personally pretty excited about what E3 brings, but uh, we're here anyway doing a show. Omer, oh, a day early. Sorry, everybody, for that. It's my fault. I have a thing tomorrow, so I had to switch it up, and I didn't want to miss the show this week, so here we are. You're going to throw off everyone's rhythm. That's right. Uh, that voice is Bo, of course. We have him, and we have John Hi. here. Hi. Hello, everyone. Hi. Hello, John. Hi. Hi. Great to be here. Yeah. Thank you for inviting me. I'm Scott Johnson, and uh, this is the show with Bo, Scott, and John, and uh, we're excited to be here, so let's dive into all these things. Uh, so look at this, uh, today, just today, there was a brand new battlefield announced. It's called battlefield 2042. They're going back to the future, you guys. So fire up Huey Lewis in the news and get excited. They're going to the future again. And I don't think they've done this since battlefield, not two. What, what, what did, uh, mm, hold on list of you mean done future yeah, stuff? Yeah, they did that before. Um, did they? Games. Let's see. Yeah, because there was a game. There was a time when the game went future, and I don't remember what it was called. And I'm about to tell you. Okay, here we go. But not Battle- like super future, like relatively early future. Sort of nearest future, but I remember it had mechs in it. So it was future-y, future-y enough. Let's see. Here it is. Okay. So the games go in this order. Battlefield 1942 was released in 2003. Or two, rather. Road to Rome, 2003. I don't remember that. That was an expansion, I guess. Uh, Secret Weapons of World War II was added as another uh, release. I guess that's another expansion pack. And then Vietnam, which was like a full game, but small. That happened in 04. And then 05, Battlefield 2. And let me just see. I think this might be the one. Um, Eastern Coalition, Russia, United States, Zippa Zippa. Uh, zip zap zip zip. I'm trying to see if, yeah, if this is the future where everybody says zip zip. Um, let's see, multiple uh, Middle Eastern coalition. Okay, that was modern. All right, so that was like yeah. that was like a modern take. Okay, then you had your battlefield, uh, special forces, Euro first armed fury. Oh, here it is. No, that's not it either. Maybe I have this wrong. Oh, no, no, no. I was right. Here I, it is. I found it. You I found are not it. prepared. I totally found it. Uh, uh, Battlefield 2142, October 17th, 2006. Uh, that was a full game release in 06 for Windows, uh, PCs, and Mac at the time. Uh, let's see. None of these were consoles. They were all PC. And that was future, obviously, 2142. So I guess that's like a 100 years before the one we're getting now. Yeah, there it is. I see it. Now. No, after. No. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. 100 years after. <laughs> no, you're right. 100 years after 2042 is 2142. And 2142 is a game that came out in 2006. Anyway, I put a link in the chat there so you can see it. Um, uh, so see. this is them going back to that well. This is them saying, hey, what if we did? I guess this is more near future, though, than that. That was far flung 100 years in the future. Uh, this yeah, it is- seems like a shooting low like a little bit yeah 12 we years did 2142 what if we did 
2042. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, why not 2242? What's wrong with you people? Yeah, it's pretty weird. Sorry. I would have almost preferred something more far flung, but um so what this appears to be, I watched this trailer, it's very nice, it's all in game, looks beautiful as one might expect. Uh really pretty. Uh the game itself seems to be sort of a okay, near future stuff is happening, but for the most part it's still jets, helicopters, maybe equipped with some cooler weapons or whatever. Uh, lots of what are the wing suits? I guess so. You're riding, yeah. you're flying around on those a lot. Um, the the big difference here seems to be that we're in a climate crisis in 2042, which doesn't seem too far from the truth. And um, so there's uh, giant sudden hurricanes out of nowhere and weird other air environmental stuff like a, a tornado will suddenly hit the middle of a city you're fighting in uh, while you're fighting. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure. If I like that, because I don't like disasters in games, generally speaking, I don't like stuff like that feels like RNG to me and I don't like it. Like if I'm playing SimCity, guess what I turn off? Disasters. Almost immediately I turn that shit off. I did that in all the games that had disasters because I don't like them. They just annoy me. They come out of nowhere. I'm never ready for them. I don't love it. So I don't know how I feel about that. That's a city builder. This is is different. This is a game where you're supposed to spawn and die and... Dying is okay because then you're just gonna respawn and die again. Yeah. So who cares if all of a sudden like a uh, Mad Max style haboob rolls in? <laughs> you're just like, oh man, a haboob. I, Have you been playing di- Cyberpunk? I died in the haboob. <laughs> Have you been playing? As Cyberpunk? I live in Arizona, a haboob is a normal thing. Yeah, it's, it's not even funny word. to us anymore. Quick aside, I first heard the word. Boom! My life playing cyberpunk because the storms are thick in the Badlands. Yeah, is and both, is both it's just for you. so weird that you you're saying this un, completely unconnected weird word that I have never heard of. Haboob. <laughs> what the hell is a haboob? Is but is both skipping for you, John? Is both skipping for you a little bit? Yes, it is. <laughs> Is Bo skipping for you a little bit? Are you hearing that? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. Bo's, Bo's jumping skipping. around a little uh, bit. Uh, how, I, I, I lost the matrix there. <laughs> now he's doing it intentionally. Yeah, now it feels like no oh, things are happening. I swear I'm not. They're hacking me. Here, I'm going central. Okay, let's see if central fixes it. I don't know if it will or not, because you're pretty far east. We'll see if that worked or not. Uh, this fixed my connection. That's weird. But I don't think- you're still no. doing it. It's like a... It's like your old problem, but not slow. It's just enormous. Let me call. Let me let me just everyday thing in Arizona. So wait, not uh, every day. Tell me what a haboob is. It's normal. I don't actually know. It's a big dust storm. How are we doing? Better, worse. It's a big old dust storm. Oh, a haboob is a is an actual. So the thing in Mad Max Fury Road, the giant duster that they call a duster in that movie, yeah, uh, is a haboob. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. I'd never heard of that before in my life. So it's a normal thing in Arizona, not here. I can tell you that. Uh, we got mountains, I guess. Mountains make a difference. Well, you have mountains, whatever. You guys have mountains, right? Sort of? Yeah, we have hills. mountains. Yeah. I mean, they're not great mountains, but they're all right. They're all right. Yeah. We don't we don't live on the border of the Rockies, but you know, <laughs> if yeah. you go far enough north, you get to see some impressive mountains. Yeah, that's true. Go all the way to Canada, and you'll see some mountains. I'll tell you what. Uh, I mean, we- Arizona has a lot more than sand. People think it does, but it actually, you know, it it's got. Like all the major biomes except yeah. tropical. Yeah. So, you know, it's all right. It's not great. <laughs> we know what haboobs are, you know, and everything that comes with that, but it's fine. Yeah. And it's really hot. It's like the old joke. Why did John's girlfriend slap him? He tried to touch haboobs. 
<laughs> yep. Oh. You got it. I heard that one too. I that's, lived it. That's good stuff. Uh, Bo is back with us. Hello, Bo. You're back. No, he isn't. You're oh. just looking at it. Oh, he is frozen. <laughs> what is he doing? He's just kind of darting his eyes around. I don't know if he can hear us. He brought, he's, oh, because he's still on. He's trouble. <laughs> he's troubleshooting, but he left the video on while he's troubleshooting, so he doesn't know we're talking about him right now. Presumably, unless he's listening to the stream while yeah. we watch him. I just don't look around. It's, it's creepy. I feel like I'm. I'm watching somebody do things i shouldn't watch them do i don't know why it feels weird the fact that he isn't here yeah. but now he's animating kind of feels like you've put a little gif of him down there yeah yeah uh, back hello oh, hi hello there he Welcome is. back hi how are you yeah i think we're good am i clicking uh, little, little, little. no you sound better uh, now yeah all right great i think it cleared. sorry i just had to uh, do something with my computer <laughs> it's all right we enjoyed watching you do it while you did it it was fun to watch yeah was it was it was it a pleasure yeah so did we said all this haboob debate yeah we've talked about the haboob i'd only heard of the haboob today you had only heard through uh, cyberpunk and john has heard it commonly throughout his time living in arizona so that's where we came yes. down with that yeah nothing but haboobs all his life yeah all i will all say i'll point out mojo finger in the uh chat says i lived in arizona my whole life haboob wasn't used to refer to a dust storm until the last decade accurate oh, okay but then we all heard a funny new term, and now it's all we call it. So, so, who, so did the um, well? I guess we could look this up some other time. You get, say, you get to say "boob" and and yeah, yeah right, blushing. So in common polite society, you get to say "boob" frequently. Let's see, Haboob stand sandstorm. Uh, oh, they, so they call them Haboobs in the Middle East. That's where it came from. The references in North America are often created uh, by the collapse of a thunderstorm. It's a local. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, well, so it's fine to call it a Haboob. Or a duster. It's, it's an Arabic word. Yeah. Well, look, when I played that Mad Max video game, that little dude in my car that was like always fixing my car was always going, look out, it's a duster. He'd always yell that out. <laughs> it was great. And then you had to think get of that. how much fun it would have been if he was like, look out, it's a haboob. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. You're, you're not wrong. wrong. I can see the point to you. You're not wrong. Sure. Well, um, nonetheless, uh, this the battlefield. Game, oh, yeah. The other thing is, um, you know, the Battle Royale game they were supposedly working on or, or supposedly going to put into either five or it was going to announce with six. That turned out to be either not true or they scrapped it because no talk of Battle Royale in this at all. Uh, I think they may feel like perhaps that opportunity has whisked past them and they probably don't need to worry about it so much. They seem to be focusing on what makes me interested, and that is they're expanding this thing to be 64 versus 64 in a single session. And that's double what it used to be. Um, they, they used to be impressive to say Battlefield let you have 64 players on the Battlefield at once, and that was true, 32 on 32. This is 64 per side. So what is that? hundred and What's 64 plus 64? 128. 128 total players on this on this uh on this map at one given time which is pretty intense uh i mean it's interesting we're climbing yeah. up there in concurrent numbers which is always fascinating as a planet side fan i'm always looking for shooter games that have a massive amount of players in it because that's very appealing to me yeah i mean so that does sound interesting outside of an mmo Sorry. i think this might be the biggest there is in a shooter anyway like an action shooter uh, planet side 2 is still running so i don't know what the population of the game is like but i imagine there's more than 124 on a on a continent there is that how they do i don't know how that game works is it persistent like you can just sort of all exist in mmo style in the world or yeah. is it okay it's a persistent world where war is constantly being waged so you know i think can't remember what the max pop on a continent back in its first iteration was, but I think it was 
in the two or three hundreds at the very least. Like mm. there were there were a lot of people around, and it was it's awesome. And if you could play Planet Side too, you'll see that. Yeah, but it's janky. So the appealing part about you know a company like well Dice, I guess, is making this right. Yeah, so yeah. um, the fidelity's always been an issue. So you know. I, Big, big boomy battles are fun. I mean, that's that's what's appealing about Battlefront as well. They have lots of players in it, but yeah, scale, man, scale it's is a thing. Yeah, scale is a thing. I think uh, that the fun experience about these games is it's a lot like war. Like you go out to go shoot stuff, and then you immediately get blasted in the door, and you're like, I guess this is what war would be like, right? Yeah. Like on Normandy and D Day, like get out of the boat, ah, you're dead. Like yeah. it's like, oh, war sucks. What an interesting experience. I, I, Except for the respawn you know, part, and that part's cool. Um, they, they, uh, the, the thing, is, and, and Lyle Schnub in the chat reminds me, this is true. Battlefield three for the PC back in the day, um, that was what, 2013 or something. They touted a 64 versus 64 map that they had on PC only. And it was like a big deal mm. for three. So yes, there was, there was a previous example of this, but this thing's going to be 64 on 64 across the board, multiple maps, uh, cross consoles. Uh, that is to say the, the current, you know, new gen consoles and cross play is assumed, but we don't actually know. It's just, everyone's doing that now. So one assumes that they will do that anyway. I'm not normally much of a, let's get super stoked about battlefield, but I kind of want to keep my eye on this. I like a more, modern near future setting generally speaking anyway it's just to me that's more fun than you know being stuck in world war ii or stuck with modern stuff like i don't know my favorite call of duty game was the one where was that advanced warfare was that the one where they went to the moon and shit that was cool that game rocked uh, i think it might have been future warfare was it was it I don't remember. I think Advanced Warfare was the one with Kevin Spacey. Yeah, and that's the one, though, right? The future one. Isn't that the one I'm it's, thinking of? That one's light future. That's like, oh, we're going to put you in the uh, live-die-repeat suits, and you're going to be able to lift heavy objects. Right. But it's not the one with Jon Snow where you go into space. Oh, I have those connected as the same game. I guess they're not. No. So there was a future warfare right before they went back to World War II again. Because they were because they're trying everything. Okay, well that's fine. They're too busy printing money so and weird um, that yeah. Go ahead. I think of these games by their like stunt casting. It's like okay, which was the one with Kevin Spacey? Which was the one with Jon Snow? Mm-hmm. You know who, yeah. who's our celebrity get for this Call of Duty campaign? Yeah, I just remember in that one with Kevin Spacey that he was he looked like Kevin Spacey because he was scanned in and everything and mocapped that performance, but also. Um, well, now I don't remember who played the main dude, but whoever played the main hero guy was a perfect scan of that voice actor. And that drove me crazy because it was his face and head on somebody's, not his body. There was no way that was his body. And it would, wasn't it the guy from Avatar that was in like every action movie for one summer and then wasn't in much after Uh, that? Dude from, um, Avatar and, uh, Terminator Salvation. Um, yeah, that guy, that guy, maybe, maybe you're right. I remember that bugging me, though. I remember thinking, well, that is a match. Because at least Spacey was in, like, a suit and just looked like Kevin Spacey. Um, right. They're Clash like, we the saw Titans. House of Cards. We wanted, we wanted in our, our game. Yeah. I can't remember that guy's name. He's an Australian actor. He's in Clash of the Titans as well. But anyway. Uh, so, there's that. Uh, and if we're excited, I just great. wanted to up, update on one thing. The max population on a continent and planet side is 900. Jeez. Two right now. Really? 
Yeah, so that, as a planetside player, and there are not many of us out there, it's always hard to look at these games, and they're like, 64 is 64, and I'm like, eh. <laughs> they don't know. Yeah, they don't, they don't nice know try. the nice joy try. of watching multiple galaxy ships fly over a base and drop an army down on you. Just look at the horizon and see nothing but enemy players and bullets everywhere, like yeah. the lasery bullets. So you see them. It's v- Anyways, nobody wants to hear about Planet Side 2, but it is like it. It is it. It is a great experience. Both of them that just gets under played and appreciated sure like, no one talks about it <laughs> so oh sorry. sam worthington's the characters of the guy's name um so when i played planet side one i never knew how many people were there is that a weird thing to fe- like i just remember playing it no was a because lot of people. they never advertised it yeah. you know they, they sold it a bit on like it's crazy but it really is it really was an unprecedented game and i've always been on the lookout for like some other company to go like wow Sony Online Entertainment really has something here. Let's let's blizzard it. <laughs> let's do it good. And this yeah. has never happened. That's it just true. hasn't yeah. happened. Yeah. I think it's a huge technological nightmare to have that many players on a server. And everyone's like, why would we do that? But there are some people who run that game who believe in... It's just an entirely different experience. Yeah. There's no hero or I'm the best guy in this lobby deal. There's hundreds of people. You are going to get owned. And yeah. that that's an equalizer in, in a in a weird way. Yeah, it's gonna yeah. sound like hyperbole, but no joke. Planet Side One may have some of the highest highs I've ever experienced in gaming. Yeah, yeah like I, some I of the stuff it. we would do in that game. Mm-hmm. I just I was yeah. jumping out of my chair excited. Gen holes like, are the among the best. Like you consider there's hundreds of players and they're defending a base. You're trying to beat it. And they have a generator powering it, so to, to put them at a disadvantage, you'd cut off their power, yeah. which stops their spawning. Right. So you fl- load up in a galaxy with 20 chums, drop on the gen, rush in there, kill everyone on the roof, get in, get in, get in, get in, before you get taken out by the hundreds of people on the enemy team on top of the base. Then get in with your big mechs. You like mechs? You get these maxes in there. They bolt down. We were tearing. So like, and you just shoot the door. And you try and hold the generator for as long as you can while the rest of the army, the hundreds of other players on the same server, now have an advantage to push into the base while you're holding the gen and everyone on the enemy team's go to the gen, 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 hold it. It's like, it's this like white knuckles, like, hold on. You got your resers, resin guys and heal them. You got your engineers ripping the maxes. You got the gunners shooting. You got people spamming with grenades. It is the best game in the universe. Here's the thing. Uh, Sorry, John, you you just, I just, you're like, you on ramped me into like, you're, you're right. You're a hundred. I've never done that in another game ever. It is the best it's an MMO experience because you do it with like 20 or 30 other people too. You will never get that experience anywhere. Well, that's my question. Is that the high end and is that as good as it'll ever be? In other words, that feels like a Holy grail kind of gaming uh, thing to reach to to match. Two doesn't have the highs that the the original, the original had a special sauce that some of us tasted and the rest of the world will never taste. (laughs) That's basically it. That's it. But now we're to a place technologically where we, we, somebody should be able to do this right. And get yeah, the I mean thing it's you possible, want. but it's. I mean, Planetside was not a hugely profitable game because because that game owns people. It doesn't like there's a little secret. Most gamers, even though they like to talk like they're hardcore, or whatever, like the power fantasy. And this game, in real war, no one is awesome. You're all bullet sponges to die. And you got to work together to survive. Yeah, and it's not easy. And games these days are made to you know we get XP levels and we get things and get your dopamine. This game was never designed 
to make you feel good. It was designed to be brute cool and sci-fi, but yeah. it was designed, designed to be brutal. Like it was designed to be warfare. I'm glad warfare. you. I'm glad you said that that way because to me that that is actually the hard line to, to draw. It's there's there's this line between cooperative, intense, organized play, uh, even with strangers, and then this other side, which is. I'm the lone gunman who can win this whole thing by myself and rack up the most kills and, and walk away with my EP held high. Yeah. So that's a hard, that's hard to design for. So you know? There was an elite squad on my server called there were Knights of the old Republic. And what you, what would armies would do is they would go to contents to try and get a foothold and start an army in one of your home continents. So you'd have these fast response teams that were elites that never wore heavy armor. They just wore light armor, flew in quick, fast response ships went back and took out, you know, cut it off before they were able to get a hold of that home continent because they were trying to distract you from some another battle somewhere else, right? And so that was their whole thing. Our guild, we did cavern stuff. So anytime they tried to get benefits from the caverns, we had a small outfit that would go in and, you know, defend or try and get in there. And yes, it's a high high when you're a small team of four taking on 20 people and owning them. Mm. We also had a word for the noobs in there because some people just played. They didn't guild up. They weren't very good. They were the Zerg. And, you know, we laughed at them because they didn't even have, couldn't even drive vehicles. They'd foot Zerg across the continent. And it's kind of like, you know, the general army, the, you know, the fodder that you mm-hmm. send in an army. Like yeah. it was literally, you know, like we were playing a bigger war game. While people were just casually logging in and running around having fun, we would use them for, you know, their purpose in, in the army. It's just... That's a tricky I can, thing I to land. I could do a whole show on nothing but talking about Planetside. We if, you, if you talk to people who play Planetside, everybody has, like, these crazy stories. And they all sound like war stories. I mean, mm-hmm. my my highlight was... We all worked together, the squad that I ran with. We all worked at a, a retail store together. We all played Planet Side, and everybody had their own specialties. And, you know, we pilot this galaxy ship over the towers, and we had worked on our, our parachute drops. It's not wasn't a parachute, but you could drop out of the galaxy and land safely without dying. And we had timed it to where half the squad would land at the base of the tower and half of the squad would land on top of the tower. Right, you'd have your yeah. hackers crack the door. Then you would have your heavy mechs go in and you would just hold this center area and you would just you would just fortify up and hold it. And uh, I mean, the coolest thing is you would do these things where you would fight for hours to take one base mm. and you would feel like you had just been in the best multiplayer game you'd ever played the best shooter match you've ever played and you finally did it and you took the place and you now have control over it and you can respawn there and all of that and then the third faction showed up like mm. the fact that there was yes, a third faction yes. was such a brilliant idea because you'd be like oh it's Horde versus Alliance, red versus blue. We're getting them. We're getting them. And then the stupid new sovereignty, the purple guys would show up and <laughs> yeah, be like, we're in wars. this game too. And you're like, ah, oh, frick. Now I got to deal with these yeah. guys. Right. When we thought we were done, it was just, it was just great. It was super, super fun. I love yeah. planet side. I didn't That's... get to play it for very long, but for the time I did, it was one of the best games I ever Man, played. I played it way too long. Also orbital strikes. No game will do that ever again. You, at the highest command rank, you could shoot down an orbital strike that could literally kill 40 people. Just like it was so big and so large and you would find their mobile spawning station, which was cloaked. So you had to send a cloaker out to find where the mobile station was. 
and cloakers were invisible unless they moved too fast. So yeah. they would slowly sneak around, find the invisible mobile station, relay it to a squad mate who had command rank for it. And then you go orbital strike right on the spot and you come on, you blow up 40 people. And like it had a three hour cooldown. But when you did it, it was like, it's better than sex. <laughs> you're, just, you're just like, holy shit, I just killed 40 people. Ah! <laughs> like, this is great. So hold on a second. When you uh, did that have a massive cooldown or how did, how did you? Yeah, it's three hour cooldown. So Three if you missed, hours. you felt bad. Yeah, I mean it's a powerful effect. Wow, you got to use that right. But man, when you do, when you you in the kill spam, you would just see you know your name and like you're like forty people. And I mean, I've never seen that in another video game. It's just it's hard when you've done such hard drugs to do the mild stuff, you know. And like <laughs> and, and like Battle Twenty Battlefield Twenty One Forty Two. That's why I'm. To explain my almost disinterest in it, I'm just like, yeah, you know, they're trying. Yeah. They've got good graphics, but. I mean, because what you've described they aim for in these large battles, right? These They're fairly large-scale battles, and the concept is if you're all working together, you're going to do whatever the objectives are, and you're going to get some of those same thrills, and I'm sure that they're there. I know they were when I played 1942 on a LAN in 2002 sure. over and over and over with my friends, but but what you're describing is a level higher than that. <laughs> Like, I think it's because it's more sandboxy. So these matches are like lobbied instances. So yeah. you never see the people you play with again in an MMO. Like I knew the like I knew a lot of the names on my team. I knew a lot of the names on the enemy team. You formed rivalries from people that would log in frequently. And like John said, battles could last hours. Like you'd be like, I've spent four hours trying to take this base. I am not going to bed until we win! Sparta! You know, just like ah, like you would just get so into it, and yeah. and because it was persistent, even when you were at work or whatever, you log into the site and see how the battle was going and stuff. Like it was a living, breathing community world, like truly an MMO. Yeah, and that was, I think, that's played a really important factor in in my interest in the game. Anyways, it felt like things mattered. Yeah. You know, the fact that I won that match isn't just a XP and a check in my box, and you know people congratulating me i guess it was like you know you form friendships with your guild and stuff just like downing a raid boss or anything else it was and uh, even though it wasn't truly sad, permanent but there fe- it felt like there was some permanence to what you did right like you felt like you there's whoever whoever you had people had to earn that shit back you couldn't they didn't just reset and go up oh, red team won blue team lost reset everything yeah, yeah. start over it wasn't like that you had to like well, Go do it. Again. You know, there were tactics involved. Like, let's say we won a base after four hours, and then the freaking Vanu Sovereignty shows up and it starts attacking your home continent. All forces get recalled. And then the NC, the new conglomerate, because I played Terran Republic, just take yeah. that base back easy because we all had to recall for a, a very important defense <laughs> back at, you know, home continent. And they weren't for any points. It didn't matter. It was just part of the, the storytelling, the emergent storytelling of what was happening in that game world. Yeah. It was brilliant. It was true genius. And every time these Battlefield games and Call of Duty games come up, I'm just like, you know, it's 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 like it's like sort of talking about, I don't know, like caffeine versus, you know, high octane crack cocaine of video games. And I'm like, yeah, okay. This guy like coffee. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just, and even Planet Side Two, like, don't download that thinking you're gonna gonna get that experience. It was really of its time, and I just wish, because um, you know how Overwatch made it so that you didn't have to be good at shooters to yeah. play a game. Yeah, Planet Side had that. Like uh, my friend, well, my friend Mike was terrible at shooting, but he had a grenade launcher, mm-hmm. and he made himself useful healing and hacking doors and setting up turrets and being an engineer. Played a ton and could not 
couldn't hit a headshot to save his life. He couldn't even hit a character to save his life with a gun. <laughs> and he played with us, and we loved it because, you know, he's an essential member of the team providing support another way. Yeah. Overwatch before Overwatch in in that sort of regard. So. Right, right. Yeah, that's what the, what you're describing sounds a lot like the micro of Overwatch, but blown up big. It was designed by the tribes. I never played tribes. Oh, in tribes its heyday, is but it was awesome. Designed, uh, it was designed by Planetside. Was designed tribes, by the tribes guys. If you have any connection to it, that's I love tribes. Tribes is mm-hmm. one of my favorite shooters of all. I time. went from tribes to Planetside because yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, this is this is great. Tribes yeah. is a tribes that, is a, that tribe great. revival back in like 2012 or whatever it was was really good and then i don't know what happened there i just don't know if it was maybe they're a little ahead of when they should have been doing it but the original tribes one and tribes two holy freaking shit if i if i, I think won- it's just hard to go back to tribes yeah maybe <clears throat> maybe if i won the lottery tomorrow or at any point i you know you just think oh i'd buy my family house or you know i'd give some to charity i would build the courage and planet side I feel like that's what I would say. I would be like, you know what? We're hiring devs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm, I would making this game. Like, that would be one of the things I would want to do most, given the resources, I yeah. think, in life. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Man. Uh, so real quick here. I'm just checking. Uh, high res. They bought the Tribes IP. Okay. So I don't think they're going to do anything else with it. They did I think that- it passed on to someone else. Yeah. Know, like tribes Ascend is still out there. Um, I guess... Right? Yeah, I think it's still playing. Um, I don't know. I can't tell. But these are the same people that went on to make that MMO that's like third-person uh, Zeus uh, gods. What's that one called? Oh, Spite. Spite. Smite. 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 <laughs> Smite. Smite. <laughs> Spite. I want to play Spite, whatever Spite is. Um, but yeah, they, name, actually. Hi-Rez is cool. I like that developer, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know yeah. what happened there, but but yeah, th- that's a great lineage, and I hope somebody sometime, you know, you could say Planetside 2 is that, I guess, now, but it would be cool if somebody had that level of ambition for it with the full knowledge that it may not be the mainstream thing that everybody's aim- always aiming for, but maybe they could go for some, you know, middle success and achieve those some of those same goals in a more in a way more technically advanced environment now to pull a lot of that stuff off and do it with better fidelity, do it with better control, do it with better everything and still achieve what that game was trying to do. I would love to see someone try to do yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, there was some ambitious talk in the beginning planet side to having massive carriers and have, they were actually going to make it into esports. This was around the time that esports was really starting to hit big. Oh, yeah. And you, we heard mm-hmm. talk mm-hmm. a launch of 128 versus 128, I think. Yeah. Like esports stuff. And like, but it just, proved not to be feasible they also tried to make a battle royale and then they pulled it saying they'd bring it back but i haven't heard anything about it so i'm pretty sure it's gone yeah um i think there's just a little vision lacking i think they're very passionate devs that that are designing that second game but they made it too much like battlefield like the the shooter mechanics are updated and they lost you couldn't go in there and not be good at shooters right now yeah that's sort of the problem right 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 um well there you have it now I just want to kind of play planet side, but that doesn't exist anymore in its current form. Uh, there, there, there is like a secret server somewhere. Are there? Trying to get oh, I love yeah. when that happens. That's so good. I'll, so I'll update you if I, if I get him, um, I'm a little scared of the strangers that are in there. It's, it's I don't know if it's my scene, but you know, the other, the other, um, shooter game that came out as like a new service, the way tribes ascend sort of did 
that I thought was going to do well, and then I just never heard anything. And I checked the other day, and there's still a bunch of people playing it. But that um, that Quake Arena game, still yeah. oh the Quake uh, Champions, yeah, or Champions, yeah, they're still playing. Where it was like Quake with Overwatch together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let me a see. Sandwich. James. Uh, Twenty. I just don't think people want it. I think the. I think the problem is like what we're talking about across the board is is. You know, you talk about Planet Side, and you get people like Bo and I who just come out of the woodwork and will gush over what that game was, and I think people, you know, even when they're given the keys to work on it, they go, okay, but we got to find a way to modernize it. Mm. And they start looking at battle royales and they start looking at overwatch and they start looking at all these other things to be like it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, you guys have to take the core idea of this and evolve it. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean riffing on what the, you know, other stuff. Mm -hmm. And I kind of feel like that's what quake champions was. You know, I, I watched it and went, okay, great. It's a, it's another Overwatch, mm-hmm. and you know I wrote it off. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a fair assessment of that game, but that's what I saw, and that's what I assumed. And still says I, it's an early like, access, yeah. by the yeah, way. Yeah, they still I, claim early I, access. I yeah. Still, I thought it was launched. <laughs> I did too. Um, it's still an early access, and also still, I mean, the Reddit pages. There's tons of interactions and talking about. I, I'm a little worried. It's one of those. Um, what is it? Paragon, the uh, epic. Oh, uh, is Epic it Paragon? Dota? Paragon Paladins. Yeah, Paladins. Paragon. No, Paragon. Do you okay. do you do you not have you? Did you try Paragon? It was, uh, it was supposed I to be an over-the-shoulder Unreal Engine League killer. It was a third-person shooter slash MOBA deal, right? Yeah, and it was an open access for a long, or not open, but beta for a long time, and then just killed. Yeah. Well, Fortnite killed it, right? Didn't they end it after Fortnite took? Yeah, off? I guess so. I mean, you know, uh, it's just I wonder if Quake Champions is not like that. Like it's been in early access so long, and yeah, I, yeah, don't I feel know. like I don't know um, that it's making waves. I feel like. I don't know. I'd have to look more into this Quake thing. It just may be off our radar, but it seems like it might be doing all right with a certain certain kind of player. I mean, I love old Quake, Unreal, Doom, sort of the arena shooters of yore. I love that stuff, but you know, I didn't want to do one where it was like a hero shooter and I had to pay for it. And, and that was coming out right around the time when we were like, we all need to do some Overwatch shit or we're screwed. And, and now maybe yeah. people have different thoughts about that stuff. I don't know, but speaking of which... I think Sean makes a good point, though. Oh, yeah, I agree. Uh, these are all multiplayer new, uh, bits of news, by the way. The Last of Us Uncharted devs have uh, confirmed they are making a standalone multiplayer game. I pulled this article mostly because I just thought that would be really curious to get John's take, given his love of that developer. I like him too, but um, they're making a standalone, like who knows what that is. They aren't saying anything about that, but some kind of standalone game, and it is set in the Last of Us universe, uh, is all we know. Um, they originally had put job uh, postings up some time ago saying Naughty Dog's newest adventure, come apply now, whatever. Um, they have now uh, confirmed, yeah, that's a that's a thing. We're, we're working on a game. We don't know what it is. Maybe at the PlayStation uh, event. Oh, no, there is no PlayStation event uh, during E3. I forgot about that. They're not doing that. That's weird. Isn't it weird? They're not doing that. They should be doing that. Why aren't yeah, they doing that? That's a little odd. Yeah. Anyway, Maybe they don't have anything. So they're not going to say right away. We don't know what it is, but it could be. My guess is it's third person, you know, elimination style, you know, like they make. That's what they make. Naughty Dog's made multiplayer modes before. So, it's- yeah, it's not without 
merit there there was a multiplayer mode for the original last of us they've done it with uh, uncharted as well and they've been well received so i'm uh, not going to say that this is completely baseless and you know without purpose and i actually think the gameplay in last of us part 2 is good enough to where you could say hey we're doing more of that gameplay and i would go oh okay i, I want more of that gameplay yeah it's just everything is multiplayer right now. <laughs> yeah. Like I am so sick of it. It, you know, one of the things that Bo is always saying that I, I completely agree is it's not an issue of not having enough games. It's the issue of not having enough time. And right now it feels like every single company is not just after me for, you know, a 30 hour video game experience. They're also after me for a, and for the rest of your life, you need to <laughs> devote yourself to our multiplayer mode that we're going to continue to support. It's just like, I, first of all, like, can't you guys all see that if all of you do this, nobody wins? Like, mm. you spread the butter over too big a piece of bread and yeah. you've got butter in one little corner and that's it. Uh, nobody, nobody else is getting butter. Yeah. But, I mean, but all, second of all, it's yeah. just, it's, it's made me fatigued on the idea across the board. Like every time somebody's like, Hey, we're doing multiplayer. What do you think? It's like, I, I don't, don't I care. don't, I, I got burnt out. I did too much multiplayer. I am sick of trying to get good. Yeah. I'm ready to just be bad and be <laughs> happy with how bad I am. <laughs> Yeah. I'm ready to just be bad. Yeah, don't get good. I want be a shirt bad. That says that. Yeah, like I. That's yeah. why I think I'm. Uh, <laughs> this is funny to say this. Of all the competitive stuff coming, I'm probably most excited about Overwatch Two because at least I know the contained space it's in. Do you know what I mean? Like I just know it's going to be what it is, and I'll play that. Yeah. But but other than that, yeah, I would rather. And there is thankfully there's a bit of a shift back toward big you know, beefy single player experiences. Um, you know, the, the, the reselling and repackaging of mass effect is, uh, you know, once again, proof, you basically doubled your money that this stuff has demand and it isn't all, not everybody wants to, you know, everybody thinks they want Fortnite, but they don't, we got Fortnite. So let it be what it is and sit over there and do what it does. Let Roblox be its weird ass thing over here. Let everybody make other stuff, like quit trying to copy each other and chase each other's money. And, actually try to be the next big thing that i care about so like when mario golf hits at the end of this month i'm super jazzed about that game because i love first of all love golf games love mario golf games and there's the multiplayer mode in that that i only the only one i care about is speed golf that looks like a riot but i'm not going to play that for the rest of my life or donate a bunch of time to it other than a few kick-ass games and i'm done mostly i'm looking forward to the single player rpg elements and the 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 freaking golf that's in it <laughs> freaking golf. and that's and that's all it needs to be it doesn't need to try to be something else so yeah uh, yeah i'm with you i wish there was i wish there was more of an adherence to that but whatever this business is weird man they're all they're all running around going wow money we tried to make an mmo it failed terribly never make an mmo again well why don't we now we need to make a battle royale hurry up everybody hurry up make a battle royale it's like calm down innovate slow down Somebody beat you to a thing. Fine. Now you can go do your other thing. Once in a while, uh, you know, Apex Legends can claim to be a really good one of those that took a chunk of the market for itself and still retains it and has a strong place in it. So there's room for some of that. But there's not room for 50 of you. Yeah. <laughs> there's room for like two of you, if you're lucky. 
And I know every single one of them thinks, yeah, but we're going to be one of the big ones. But you're not. You're not. It's been been proven time and time again that you're not. Yeah, you're not. So unless you genuinely have a really good idea, cut it out. And I will say this. The Naughty Dog, they, they make good games. And by all accounts, again, that original multiplayer mode... Uh, I did a little bit of it, and it was it was fantastic. There was yeah. some really cool ideas in there. There was like a little micromanaging a community of survivors sim that you played between matches. Mm-hmm. That was a really kind of unique idea. Like there was some cool elements in that, but at at some point, you know, as everybody announces their next multiplayer project. I end up just going, well, I'm going to try none of them because there are too many of them. And like you said, even the Mass Effect people, they, they put out their remaster and they're like, there you go. We did it. Uh, no, we didn't. We didn't update the multiplayer, though. And people are like, you can update the multiplayer. And now they're going, I'd update the multiplayer. It's like, no, we don't, we don't need it. And I thought the Mass Effect multiplayer was actually way better than it had any business being. I was hooked on that. Yeah. But it doesn't mean we need it again. Yeah. Just go go make something else. Well, there's something too horrid. I mean, when you talk about Mass Effect multiplayer, horror, like Gears of War and Mass Effect had good horde modes. Like a good horde mode is multiplayer, but in a different way. It's a different thing. Yeah, yeah. co-op. I, I wish, yeah. yeah, good co-op I like, obviously. I mean, <clears throat> we like to play it together. Um, but I like new innovative ideas. I think the reason we played so much dwarf game and I keep itching to get back into that. Yes. Is because dwarf game. Yeah. Is because that game said, Hey, want to do something new? (laughs) Yeah, I do. I really do thematically and, and and mechanically. And yes, there's some similarities to games we've all played. There's a little left for dead in there and other stuff, but, but they did it in a way that just felt new and fresh. And that's all Uh, I'm more than just shooting. Like, you know, it has a loop about collecting the rocks and doing stuff in there. Like, that's meaningful. It doesn't all have to be just the PvP. You know what I mean? Like, I really appreciate Dwarf Game for that. Right. For the, for the task. I do too. And the weird stuff that we discovered in that game that it, it didn't wear on its sleeve as a big, you know, feature. Like, the friggin' thing that explodes and coats a room in gold. <laughs> that was and then Oh, yeah. Spend- then you spend the next five hours just mining a freaking hallway. <laughs> you can't leave gold. it. It's so yeah, much gold. You can't leave it. It's like too much gold. And it happened in such a natural, emergent way that, I mean, it was a system in the game. We just didn't know about it, but we discovered it together and we're blown away at the same time. And we're like, look at what the frick happened up here. Gold's on everything. And then, I don't know, like those kinds of things I love so much. But also, that's a small team with a scale they they can handle, and a you know a game with a with a with a target they know they can target. It's not EA or you know Activision trying to do quarterly earnings with something that's going to rival somebody else's giant thing that makes money, you know, that prints money. So I I you know I, more and more I just have to kind of rely on indies to bring me this thing we're talking about, which is do something new, do something different, and. Uh, the big guys once in a while they'll poop something out or they'll refine a thing and make it real good. But for the most part, they're just kind of rehashing and iterating while the innovation seems to be coming from like a four man team and, you know, Schenectady with a cool idea. I don't know why I said Schenectady in New York, but I'm sure they're That's fine. Great. I'm glad you did. It's, I, it's I, a good I, I, my ears appreciated hearing Schenectady. But you take you take <laughs> Deep you Rock Galactic, right? Yeah. And that's a game that all three of us are in agreement that 
We love it. Love we it. want to play more of it. Yeah. We had a great time in it. I have just under 60 hours in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's how much time a game I really love and I think is original and I think is great has. Right. That's that's what I've given to. Right, right. And that's not that's not a lot necessarily. Not not the larger scheme. Like if you and I were 15, though, it might be all we do. You know, it could be. Yeah, because all it, we care about is this target. Yeah. Yeah. We'd barely get a C in class or our parents would leave us alone and we figure out a way to play this. Like, I think that's part of it. And the gaming, the gaming um, audience has continued to age. Some people started with freaking Pong and they're still loving it. Some people started like in the late 80s, like I did with arcades and stuff and are still loving it. And then there's kids who haven't played a game until Fortnite for the first time and they're loving it. And so it's just such a diverse thing now. It's no longer the niche it used to be that they got to figure out a way to keep me and you happy. And maybe it's just 60 hours in your cool game and I move on at the reasonable price I bought it for. And the developer was the kind of developer that was small and lean and they made a crap ton of money for the size of their team. And they didn't have to like fire anybody because they're not EA and you know, it didn't hit 7% over last year or whatever. Like maybe we're getting what we want. It's just so much. It just feels like we're getting, I don't know. Uh, Back in the, you know, nest days, it was a long, there's a long distance between releases. Right. Yeah. And then even when there was a lot of nest games, you didn't, plunked down it was just different psychologically now we've got games that we bought that we didn't play games coming out every week all yeah. kinds of exciting things it's hard to just sit still and be like well i guess this is these are the games i have for the next four months till the next big thing drops like remember there was a time when doom 3 coming out regardless of how you received it was just a big deal because it had been you know so long since the last since the doom right, it, right. It, it's not like that anymore it feels like there's something crazy good or a remaster on the horizon yeah it just turns right around like today i'll give you an example today i got five pc codes for indie games and two codes (laughs) for switch games i know they're all indies but i got two switch game codes today plus five pc games like i'm there are probably some promising games in there too like a couple of them look really neat and i'm gonna you've only got 18 waking hours (laughs) yeah i'm gonna try to play (laughs) them and, and, and and this is me complaining on oh woe is me i'm getting free codes that's not what i'm saying what i what i mean is we are at we are at a such a embarrassment of riches period of the industry. It's just never been like this ever, like not even close. And I can't even think of anything close to this except for maybe entertainment, like video, uh, television and, and movies, but only in the streaming era. Like the availability is out of control, and that's good. But it's also new and weird and complicated, and you know we're just kind of finding our way. Like we I, also I, have a lot of people doing wanting to be flash in the pan hits, you know, right. or maybe they don't necessarily want to be, but that's the that's the realm they they fall in. Um, They're gonna make their sales like, up front and not right. Like Get, this realm our sure. goal is to be the number one thing on Steam and Twitch for the month that we're gonna be popular, and then we're we're gonna go away. I mean, wait. When Fall Guys was given away for free on mm-hmm. PSN, mm-hmm. Fall Guys was all anybody talked about. Right. And it was all anybody talked about for about a month, maybe. maybe and yeah. then it was the, what was that ghost game? You played it. Oh, I wanted to play it with um, you, Scott. Not uh, Among Us, but uh, no, the, um, there's still, that's in, no, it's still in <laughs> early access. It's the multiplayer co-op one. Um, Ghostlands. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm sorry. Fringe. Fanta- phantasmophobia. 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 Oh, yeah, oh, it's nothing it. to do with ghosts. Sorry. Uh, it's. <laughs> I was like, these are all the ghost titles I know. Yeah. <laughs> ghost Recon. Ghost Recon. Yeah. Ghost. Uh, ghost. Uh, but ghost yeah, like show. it's it. Uh, that's a cool game. But you're right. They come, they make this huge splash, and then they leave. Among Us. But see, those games are all still super popular. We're just not. We have moved on. But a lot of people like there's the reason Epic bought uh, the Running Turds. What's the game? You just said it. You just said the name of it. The little Running Fall Turds. Guys. Fall Fall Guys. The running turds. The reason that Epic just purchased them not long ago, what, like a month ago or something, is because it is still an ongoing deal with lots of money involved and potential uh, revenue. So they didn't buy it because it was a waning waning deal. So yes, these things still stick around. But if you're like us and we're just sort of like looking for the best scratch to the itch we have, it's hard to find it. Like I've gotten, I get so much itching done in... Um, uh-huh. Shipbreaker, because Shipbreaker is, it's so weird. I'll, like the other day I look at my library, I'm like, oh, there's a billion things for me to play here. And there's a whole bunch I've got that's new that I want to play. Bo got me excited to get back into Cyberpunk, and I did, and I'll talk about that later because I had a really weird experience in there. But I was like, I'm going to try this or try that. And then every time I just go, or I could just go tear some ships apart and make money. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. You gotta I follow your that, heart, and what I love that want? that's true. I love that it's true that I I can do that because I, I don't know that there's choice paralysis, but there's also you know also I'm not saying I don't want the choice. I don't know. This is a big broader issue that we could go a million directions on and talk all night about, but I find it it's hard. I find yeah. it fascinating where we're at right now. It's really I think all that comes up when you hear a thing like Last of Us is making a standalone multiplayer game, yeah, or the the devs doing something or doing something completely different. You're like. Okay, but I liked what you were doing. Like, but I yeah. guess you should grow and your artist do something different. But yeah, yeah. You, you're like, eh. <laughs> I get stressed are, when I hear. But about are they new doing games, it because it's yeah. their passion, or are they doing it because someone said, "Hey, what if you made something that we could put a real long coattail on and make a bunch of money?" <laughs> yeah, and we wouldn't we wouldn't have to just release a sixty dollar game and then go, "Yeah, that sold really well," but uh, pales in comparison to selling. Uh, stupid hats in this ridiculously small game that's still going. For well, what's crazy too is we now live in a time where release. where all of that's true, but then also add on top of that, hey, remember that old thing? Here's the old thing again. Like so many people I know, some in the chat are talking about it now and even wa- playing it while they're listening to us right now. They're playing the Burning Crusade classic, an MMO mm-hmm. that is huge and old that you all played already. And you're doing it again, all at the same time, all this other new stuff is happening. And we're yelling. There used to be a time where Blizzard made two games, StarCraft, Warcraft. Maybe Diablo was on the way, but that's all they did. And we used to think, wow, this company with their two games, cool. Now they make like seven, whatever it is, and... We're still complaining that they aren't making more. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like our, our <laughs> and then glut- there's tons of stuff to play outside of Blizzard. Business. Yeah, we're just gluttonous, man. Yeah, I don't know what's pretty going much. On. All right, and nothing's balanced, nope. and everything's broken. Everything's if I broken. gotta see another CP2077 as bug YouTube thumbnail, I'm gonna uninstall well, YouTube. There somewhere. you have you're it. Gonna, you're gonna maybe hear one of those stories on this show. Oh, that's okay. Really? <laughs> I, right. I don't mind it coming from you guys. All right. Well, that's not so bad then if it's us. 
Um, speaking of Overwatch and crossplay and uh, multiplayer, they're adding crossplay. Beta, uh, the beta is being announced, so that means they'll work toward a final release of a patch. But they're adding crossplay to all platforms for Overwatch. Probably long overdue. Also, I'm assuming that the player base is probably consolidated a bit, and it would be good if they had more people in more matches, less wait times, that sort of stuff. So. If you are still playing a bunch of Overwatch, look forward to that. You'll be able to pwn some noobs on their switches uh, while you're on your Xbox or on your PC or whatever. It's all going. Is cross-play. PlayStation a part of this, or they've sat this one out too? Uh, they say all, but oh, it's funny so because they got, PlayStation got their money. <laughs> they must have, yeah. I mean, Blizzard they got their bag. Blizzard's got the money, I guess. Uh, but they're they're doing that. It seems like maybe in preparation for two, because two will definitely be cross platform. One would think if you're going to be a modern game, they're all that way now. So yeah, seems, um, it's seems nice of them to roll this out for all the beta testers of Overwatch before the actual game. comes Basically, out. yeah, cool. you're not yeah. wrong. That sounds like exactly what they're doing. Uh, and then uh, speaking of something that is single player and supposed to be amazing, and nobody can shut up about it, and it sounds like it might be the best game reviewed of the year so far. Ratchet and Clank, a rift apart, or just rift apart. There's no uh in there. Um, Sounds like a pretty awesome game. I'm seeing perfect 10s from people who have never given a 10 in their entire reviewing career. Uh, Gene Gene Park, for example, a guy I follow on Twitter, super nice guy, works for the Washington Post now, uh, reviews games for them and does games writing and all that. He has never given a 10 to anything, and he gave it to this. He said it is a perfect uncompromised video game. Who's the developer again? Uh, Insomniac, right? Isn't that who that is? Uh, hold on. I think so. Ratchet. I tend to, I sometimes get it mixed up. Yeah, I think that's right. Yes. Yeah, it's Insomniac. Um, they don't make bag of video games, Insomniac. They make great video that's, games. Yeah, um, but still, to achieve, like, high, like, it's not, I'm assuming it's not just him that gave it a 10, but they're getting high scores from a lot of yeah, there's a there's a lot of people writing about it, and you know, unfortunately, none of us have PS5s. Um, oh yeah, it's a PS5 exclusive. So <laughs> none, none of us have gotten to play it, but yeah. I felt it was fair with all our Microsoft talk to talk about this. Uh, honestly, this more than even Spider Man, which I'm a huge Spider Man fan, has got me itching to get a PS5. But I think I'm just gonna tell my parents. Hey, you guys should really get Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Yeah, do that. And then when they aren't interested in it, I'll play it when I'm over <laughs> at their house. That's exactly how you should handle it. Um, I, I, you know, with Sony's new seemingly somewhat intention to move some of their games to PCs, you know, maybe that game could end up there, possibly. But at the least, you're looking at a year or two before that would ever happen. Um, so yeah, it's it's where you're gonna have to play it. But it looks real good, and the reviews are kind of off the charts. So there's that. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, it's a big deal. That's cool. I mean, I'm, I'm really glad to hear that Sony's kind of got their first true hit. Like I, Miles Morales was a hit, but it was also yeah. kind of a known quantity. We already had a good Spider-Man game. This was more of that. Um, this is this to me feels like their first bona fide like monster out of the gate kind of thing. And it sounds like a lot of fun. And I wish I was playing it, but. Sadly, none of us can get PS5s. And yes, Gene Park is a great Twitter follow. I highly recommend following him on Twitter. He's great. Okay. Well, that's it for that. Now it's time for a Dear Martha Steam review. Yes. Two we, of them, actually. Oh, my gosh. Really? Okay, great. And these are both just yeah, standard Ken, Ken Burns style on both of It's these. a haboob of them. I don't know. Can you get me the Russian one? Yeah, I've got uh, it right here. Uh, 
real quick. Yeah. Okay, we'll start with the Ken Burns. We'll end with the the Russian one. Excellent. Just to change it up, make it feel like two different people are reviewing uh, reviewing this. All right, excellent. Uh, let's get started then with our first one. Enjoy. My dearest Martha, I write to you today to review the adventures of Super Mario Brothers Three, a cartoon series on Steam. Seriously. Martha, honestly, unless you want to say, I have that Super Mario 3 series in my Steam collection, this is somewhat of a pointless release to have. It really doesn't have any benefits over other platforms you can view them on. Hell, you can view them at the same quality for free on YouTube for crying out loud. And I'm sure Nintendo isn't going to cry if you watch them for free. I'm only putting a recommendation for the series itself, as it's a pretty fun little show with some interesting setups and a lot of charm. Also, Millie Vanilli was on it. (laughs) That's worth watching the series alone just for how outdated it is in that respect. Yours in this life and the next, Lodica. The Millie Vanilli respect? Is that what he means? Okay, that's great. All right, excellent. So that's can I can I yeah go can ahead. I clarify yeah, something? Please. please, is this Super Mario Brothers three on Steam? No, it's a the nope, show. It's the a cartoon. cartoon. Yeah, so it's on it's Steam. Is that show? It's it a, might not be available in Canada because I'm looking for it. The Adventures of Super Mario. Yeah, it's uh, called The Adventures of Super Mario Bros. Three. Oh my god! Super yeah, it's not on my Mario Steam, guys. It's not allowed in Canada. Three. Oh man, they got you again. Let me see this. I'm like, what are you? I'm trying to look up while you're, you know, I was like, what is this? Oh, look at this. Here, I'll uh, play a little bit of one here. Um, Oh, yeah, I'm finding it on YouTube, I think, right? Everyone thought King Koopa had left the Mushroom Kingdom. And then his Doom Ship attacked. His Doom Ship? Oh, shit. His Doom Ship attacked. That sounds like the same guy that does the immediately big mega man but like less drunk <laughs> wait let me hear we go <laughs> koopa was back with the greatest danger ever known his koopa kids it's a little lower a little more hello and also yeah, i think the audio it was this me been... when he was young and sprightly before he became a <laughs> I daughter had old no man. idea this was a cartoon i didn't either this is my first seeing of this and i didn't know steam oh carried God. episodes that's crazy that's the weird bit obviously because it's a steam review uh all right John, that's one thing, but now this. My dearest Martia, I present review of The Adventures of Super Mario Brothers 3. Martia, I want the Mario games to play, not the video to watch. Where do I find the Mario games? Yours in this life and next. D Maker 53406. <laughs> uh, I'm so glad you decided to do that one. That's really funny. Oh I enjoy gosh. that he knows enough how to make it leave a Steam review, yet doesn't understand why the game would not be on Steam. He's like, where is it? Martia. <laughs> I'm picturing the John Travolta meme of like looking around like. You even gave her the you gave him the right uh, name for the lady instead of Mario, dear Martia. Martia. Yeah, that was great. So it, I think it made me think of Metro and Artyom. Or not Mario, Martha is what I'm to say. Mar- 
Mar- Mar- Marchio. <laughs> this isn't our dear Mario <laughs> segment. It's our dear Martha segment. Dear Marchio. Uh, well done. That was great. And now this. Games we played this week. Uh, Bo, I took your advice. Or not your advice. You just inspired me to do it. I, I fired up Cyberpunk. I'm like, you know what? It's been enough time. We've had major patches. PC version was already notoriously pretty okay. Uh, and... why, not? why not hop in? So I did. I started a new character because I was like, I don't remember shit. So let's start over. Started this lady, corpo uh, chick thing, uh, got her uh, to J- uh, the Jackie bits, you know, had our party time after I made my character and then did the first mission where you go find naked lady in the tub and all that. And uh, done this three times now. This is the third, third time I've ever done it. Um, this mission. And uh, boy, they really like making sure that nipples right up in your screen. They just love making sure like, hey, we're an edgy video game. Check out these nipples. They're right here. <laughs> anyway, that's the thing. <laughs> it's true. It's not wrong. They, they really push it. It's like, fi- it's fine. I don't care that it's adult. It's just like they really want you to know, look at the fidelity on this boob. And also the physics is kind of moving a little bit. And she's been in that cold, cold tub with ice, so their nipples kind of, you know, shrivelly looking. Like they really yeah, go I mean, for it. it. it yeah. yeah, there's a lot of detail. Really to that nipple. We, yeah. we understand. Yeah, they. I looked really close, clearly, uh, <laughs> at what was going on. Anyway, uh, so I did, I did all that. You needed um, to know the power of your radi- or uh, not Radeon, your NVIDIA 3080. You're like, <laughs> what right. can this do for this uh, nipple here? Turns what do we got? Turns out pretty good stuff. got to put on a different light to check out the ray tracing. Which yeah. I have on, by the way. So I have all that stuff running. I have DLSS running, which looks amazing. Everything looks amazing. The game looks really nice with this setup. And it was also raining after that first mission for yeah. me. Yeah. I think they increased the rain maybe a bit. They should, because it looks great when it rains. It's very Blade Runner. Um, so I'm driving the car on the way to our next thing, talking to Jackie. And Jackie says, something, something. And I go, sure. And the game crashes to the desktop. And then to gives me some message. And then I lost my save. So I have to go do it all over again. Don't you have, there was no auto save? There was, but it got corrupted. It wouldn't load. So it says, can't oh load. no, that's yeah. the bad part. So crashing the game is not so bad. You, it does auto save and you can quick save, but if your save got corrupted, I know, oh no. I know. I was so annoyed because oh, I was kind of actually was, a pretty far chunk. It's far enough. It's in. far enough in. It's a couple hours in. Well, maybe maybe like, not that okay, much. thanks, game. But I was really yeah. into it and I was like, I'm going to keep playing this. Go, let's do this, Jackie. And then. Took a big shit. Another game. I don't have this. This doesn't happen. You didn't manually games. save your game at all. Uh, yeah, but it was a ways back, and I'll start from there. That's fine. Okay. But the it's, latest. But I one, get the feeling you're just like. Ugh, I oh, it just made me mad. It. I was just like, damn it! I was giving you a chance, CD Projekt Red. You're supposed to freaking work for it me. It Takes you out of the immersion of, especially when you're in those main missions. Yeah. When you're doing side missions, it's kind of okay, it's no big but, deal. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. anyway, I did that, and so because of that, I was like, well. F this. I'm just, I was curious about um, the recent updates to um, uh, uh, Legion. Um, Watch Dogs Legion? Watch Dogs Legion. Jeez. Yeah. Um, they added a bunch of stuff, some new video settings, but also some, uh, just some content stuff and, other, and things. And I thought, you know what? I need to hop back in there. So I did. And I hacked a bunch of things and snuck in some places and did some cool stuff. I forgot how cool. I think that game's really cool. I think that game's pretty I rad. forgot about Legion. I need to yeah. get back in there. My main character was the coolest character ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's some <sighs> neat stuff in that game. Like, really cool things going on. There's also some... I don't know why. Ubisoft's kind of always been bad at this, but their tone is weird. It's like, hey, man, 
hacking the system, man. Like it just feels like it's all pushed into your face by like somebody who wishes they were like anonymous, but they're not as cool as them. I don't know. That stuff's fine, I guess. But I, I like the world. I like the mechanics. It's like it's written by somebody who just discovered that VPNs were a thing. And they're yes. like, I'm a hacker now. Yeah, exactly. It is like that. But once you get kind of past that or just sort of ignore that, the the open worldness is great. The, the mechanics are great. What you do in the world is great. Um, I love taking dudes down with my spider guy, my robot. Uh, I love recruiting new people. The missions are fun. Like, it's a good, that's a good video game. And I'm going to probably keep poking in there. I think so. I know there's a new there's a big cyberpunk patch coming. That's like a big monster one. I'm going to probably Is wait there? for that. I think. Yeah, I mean, I think so. I know in a, very soon there's going to be a small patch. Uh, maybe I'm thinking. of. No, I don't know what I'm thinking of. See, again, I have so many games. They're all in various forms. I don't know. I, I don't think we're going to see something from CP for a little while, but. The game will get supported. I've been. It's funny because you go to the official CDPR forums and it's way different than the story you see on YouTube and in the press. Right. It's kind of hilarious. Yeah. Um, they're hiring people for Cyberpunk uh, on their jobs listing page, for example. Like the game so is weird. will yeah. have support. So. And that's not even them saying uh, we're still doing our multiplayer. I think they still are, but they're putting that all on hold. To just get it back to. Well, right now you can't even buy the game on PlayStation. So right, right. I mean, they've got. They've got a road to travel. So. They yeah. do. Yeah. They do. And it's it's warranted. There's some problems with the game. Yeah. For sure. For sure. But I'll I'm, I'm, I'll get back in there. But I have to credit it for giving me the hacker vibe and then me kind of feeling the need to go scratch that a bit. In uh, Oh, did you hear the controversy about, about the game? Because the CD, CDPR got hacked and the cyberpunk source code was taken, right. like copied or whatever. Right. And apparently... In the code, in order to switch off localization for China, I think it's called like the Winnie the Pooh protocol or something like that in the code. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like that's kind of out there as a thing. And, you know, uh, the top dog in China does not like to be called. China, <laughs> well known for its sense of humor. So so I, 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 I feel that. like maybe there might be other problems they're dealing with that aren't really making mainstream headlines that have yeah. come out with this. It's, yeah. Might be an issue. <laughs> But they also, I guess, I mean, they put out a part of that hack, I guess, was a bunch of um, uh, problems with the game that they thought were funny. But yeah, I saw the video. There's a montage. Uh, yeah. Like you were saying, but it like but but the idea is that ooh, we better not release those because it turns out our game is full of bugs that everyone's making their own videos of. Why would we do it? Yeah, that would be throwing gas on the fire. Like it's it's so weird because when you're the darling of the. I don't know what you want to call it. Not just the gaming press, but the YouTube Twitch personality space. And these things, you know, roach on a house. Yep. Everyone loves you. But now <laughs> it's just like, I don't know. I think it's hit a fever pitch. I don't want to get too deep into a diatribe about it, but it's not just CDPR. It's right. like Blizzard. It's EA. There's a whole cottage industry of people who earn money trashing games and game developers. And the suckers who listen to them, sorry. Yeah. They don't mean to bruise your ego, but that's they're just earning money off it's National Enquirer time. Like <laughs> a lot of that is what it is. <laughs> I'm pre I'm pleased to announce our tonight's uh, title for today's episode is going to be Roach on a House, Everybody Loves You. Um, that's what it's gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> that's an awesome thing. That's where we all want to be, really. Yeah, it's real good. Yeah. Um so anyway, did a bunch of that. I also played a card game, a deck builder, if you will. 
reviewed it a little more fully on the boop show, but I want to mention it here because I think it's pretty great. It's called Tainted Grail. And mm-hmm. uh, it's like... Um, got some powder for that. <laughs> is, that a, is that a grail you rub on your taint? You it's, call it a uh, yeah, grail? you rub it all over your taint. And then... Um, <laughs> Gold bond medicated powder <laughs> yeah. for your tainted grail. Oh, you know what? I've seen this on Steam and was curious. About yeah, this. and it probably... So you played it? Yeah, it may have jumped out at you because the graphics are a, really good. Like... It's, a, it, it's a, what you asked for. It's a deck. It's a slay the spire with actual. Yeah. With actual graphics. graphics. Exactly. But it also has kind of this uh, weird travel around the world. Diablo kind of RPG sort of thing going on. Uh, top down, not top down, kind of three quarter view uh, where you kind of move around the world. It's different than just choosing a menu and going to the next level or whatever. Um, so you're actually, you're just, you know, you're actually moving around doing these quests and picking up stuff and, that sort of thing. And then you, when you run into an encounter, it becomes this card battle. But the battles themselves look so good. It's just like high fidelity, nice graphics. Like everything looks fantastic. Yeah. See, like, I was 50-50 on it because I, like, like, I liked it. But it doesn't jump out at you like an Overwatch AAA game. You're like, oh, my God, I'm going to die from the graphics. It's right. so good. Yeah, so, it's not quite that. So you liked it. You thought it was. I like it, it a lot. I'm, I'm really digging it. Um, the, t- the, the tone's really good. The entire thing is set up like a. Arthurian side story like you're it's like set in that time but oh. where magic and darkness and all that comes from <clears throat> is because you're in the weird the wi the wyrd and uh in the weird there's all sorts of shit that you got to fight and do and deal with and whatever multiple classes it takes itself very seriously in terms of its sort of dark fantasy tone there's not really any humor in it um but I'm fine with that <clears throat> it's good. I would call it like a roguelike meet, meets deck builder with meets uh, an RPG kind of like if Slay the Spire had a little bit of a little more RPG in it and it's difficult and challenging and fun to get, you know, to, to start again. Oh, they have this really cool mechanic that if you die, if you decide to jump right into another run, it'll give you a list of randomized perks to do the next run with that are really great. Like, start with 20 extra health or start with whatever, whatever. And you know, like these four different things that will boost better cards in your deck or whatever. It's like some advantage to starting again or start with no advantage. But by doing that, you potentially get greater rewards if you get further and win more and whatever. And you also have progression outside of it in this town where the town continually builds up and you get more perks and unlocks and stuff. Um, I mean, yeah, if if you're if you're out there going, well, Scott, this sounds like a big, hairy, new, you know, fancy skin on top of what is basically another Slay the Spire style game. Uh, yeah, it is. But if you're into those, this is really a cool one of those. I really like it. It has a cool look. I like the I like the look of it. Yeah, it's violent yeah, and well, bloody. You've, you've and You definitely pushed me over the edge on whether or not I'm gonna buy this i think i might give it a go you might want to grab it it's only yeah. uh night what 19 bucks 20, well, 22 dollars canadian it's not yeah, bad it's not too bad so it's not yeah, like paid, you know, i've paid more for less oh duke yeah nuke him forever <laughs> that's right you did i can't do dude nuke him. ace will do him i can't do him now um yeah. but anyway it's I'm uh, gonna pee it's in cool. the toilet it's so, very cool like uh tainted to grail is uh the game <laughs> and uh Something else happened. Uh, what was it that I was going to mention? I forgot what it was. Oh, I installed it. I didn't play yet. One of our uh, Tad Pooligans, uh, Tally, I think she's here tonight, recommended this sol- Solstice. Ah, it's on Game Pass. It's a D&D sort of original Sin 2 style 
thing, but from some oh, of the Oh, yeah. I saw uh, that. That. Yeah. yeah. I keep hearing really good things on it about so it. So that uses um, the open rule set. So it's like there's um, a copyright-free version of the D&D rules. Ostrich, right. I think, or something like that. Right. Uh, or So you can, you know, you don't have to worry about licensing if you publish a book using stuff from that portion of the D&D rules, mm-hmm. basically. So that's the game is essentially D&D. Yeah, it sounds interesting. Um, and it's supposed to be a very true to D&D kind of experience. A lot of D&D players are like, oh, you got to try, you got to play it. Uh, and it is on Game Pass it's, on PC. So it's, you know, if you have Game It looked Pass, a little graphically unhappy. Again, that's always, yeah, I did too. It's always I, a tough hurdle for me. You know, I'm just like. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the same thing. I looked at it and went, oh, everybody's a little mannequin-y. And uh, I don't know, it looked like a game that they tried to make in 03 and thought they were really, I don't know, that kind of thing. But I guess the gameplay and the the actual like moment to moment is super strong. But yeah, you're right, it's, though. It's a tough thing. But if you hear good things about it, then you're like, okay, you know. Yeah. Uh, and no harm, right? Because it's on Game Pass. You can just play it. So may as well give yeah, it a shot. Exactly. Uh, I was another thing that I saw this week that I was really interested in. We actually had somebody ask if we were going to talk about it. Did you guys see the trailer for that Pela game? Oh, my gosh. Yes. New MMO. Oh, yeah. I didn't see the trailer, but I heard about it. it it's the people behind it that were interesting and aren't they connected to the Dreamhaven? so blizzard it's ex blizzard people ex riot people um, um and then there's something there's something going on where maybe morheim is in some consultation mode or something with it but it looks amazing it looks like what i want it's got the farming it's got the it's got the house decorating so you got like a little bit of animal crossing slash uh uh uh, what's the one that everyone loves? The 2D one where you, you farm and do shit every day. Stardew Valley. Uh, yeah, Stardew Valley in there. Uh, so a little bit of Harvest Moon style stuff. And then big open world. Got to go out and adventure together to get certain rare stuff. There's a whole economy system apparently. Um, way less you know, combat focused, but way more into like just building and making. And uh, I love that shit. I'm in. Yeah. There was a farm. I'm She's out watering her it. farm. Did you see her out there farming? She was farming. And the, those scarecrow people look awesome. Yeah, like I like do. the art style. Looks uh, looks interesting. Yeah, I, I'm really excited about it. I I always am trying to get my wife to play like a MMO of some kind with mm-hmm. me, but she just wants to do the crafting. Mm-hmm. And every time it's like, well, okay, but you gotta go kill a monster. I just get to look like why. <laughs> So yeah. maybe this will be the answer to that. And then it's like there's better games out there for yeah. crafting. Yeah. And you're like, well, let's play No Man's Sky or let's play Stardew Valley. And this Valley looks really pretty. Like it looks like a cool style. And you're right. Those Scarecrow dudes look badass. And yeah, it looks neat. So uh, we'll keep our eye on that one, especially given its lineage and uh, see what we think. Um, finally, we're on part four. I just posted part four of my playthrough of uh resident evil village i've been doing that with john standing to the side and laughing at me and uh i got probably a session or maybe a little bit more left we're not sure uh we'll see i think you've probably got i would say if i'm playing it safe to make you feel good i'd probably say three or four more episodes oh geez really Mm. yeah you might be more two or three because the last of the Lords is the one that takes the longest. The only thing I'm not sure about is part of the reason why it took me so long was I was trying to collect everything, which mm. not a problem for you. <laughs> you're, yeah. you're definitely not overstaying your welcome anywhere you go. No. So 
it might go a little bit faster for you, but his thing takes uh, definitely longer than than any of the others, and you're only in the prelude to it. You uh, haven't even gone to his actual place yet. Gotcha, so gotcha. Uh, you've got that, and then there's a whole epilogue afterwards. So you've got a you've got a bit to go still, but yeah, I think you know somewhere between two and four more episodes, depending on how easy or hard a time you have with some of the stuff they're about to throw at you. Well, we're having a blast and it's horrifying and awful. And if you haven't been watching it, you should. Uh, so come check it out. You fought a fish man. <laughs> I did fight. I fought a, I fought a fish man. This last episode was more, mostly gross, like so much gross stuff in this one. The one prior to that was the scariest thing I've ever played. That baby vagina thing in the basement. Oh my gosh, dude, that was horrible. <laughs> And then everything, it's all scary. It's all bad and uh, a good time. So uh, it's on YouTube if you missed it. If you didn't see the live streams, it's up at youtube.com slash Scott Johnson. You'll find all my stuff up there. And uh, I don't know. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's fun. We really like doing it. And we do them, uh, do them live on Mondays. So this next Monday at five, wait, 5 p.m. my time, 4 p.m. your time. Same time as we start this show, in fact, except Monday. Yeah. So be here you can for find out the the big answer to my favorite quote that Scott has ever said in his entire life, and I will quote Scott Johnson right here. Mm. If I was ever in a fight with someone or a war, mm. I would never say shit on me. <laughs> Scott Johnson. <laughs> he hasn't played Planetside. Uh, <laughs> no, I haven't. But you're right. I did say that, and I, I uh, refuse to apologize. I really, truly mean that I've never... Oh, it's right here, in fact. Is this I it? believe you. I may have the audio right here. Do you want to hear it? Hold on. Yes. Yes. Is this it? Oh. No. Shit. No, that's me fighting a no, thing. No, that's it. You'll you'll say it after. Is this it? Okay. You work up me. to it probably. Shit on me. Oh yeah, this is it. Because I keep saying shit. Shit on me. Shit on me. <laughs> Please die. Okay, here it comes. <sighs> Can I ask you a question? Yes. Take it in the spirit. <laughs> I know where this is going. What? Why was your attack battle cry shit on me? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, go get him. Go get her, Ray. Oh, was that the end of it? Yeah, that's oh, I, but then there was oh. the part where there was the actual quote, though. Oh, I missed that. Part. Oh, yeah. Oh. There's the longer version at the end where you explain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that it's not something you're into. Here it is. Know? I found it. Okay. I'm going to skip ahead. <laughs> and if I was. Okay. So it's not. There's nothing. About, I don't know. All right. Here we go. I don't know. There's nothing about the act of shitting on someone that I want anything to do with. So it's not like a thing I like. It's nothing I'm into. And if I was in like a fight with somebody, like a war or whatever, I would never say shit on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, think about it. I would totally say hasta la vista, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and not shit on me. I would definitely not, not shit say on me. that. I'd yeah. say cool stuff, like uh, an action hero. <laughs> Well, if you like that kind of commentary, that's what that sh- that whole thing's about. So check it out. We'll be back live Monday doing it again. <laughs> not not something Arnold ever said no. in the middle of Predator. No, nope. right here, do it. Shit on me. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, you're not wrong. All right, moving on to John's continued obsession with uh, poor dragon manufacturing company, Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, you say here you might have a problem. I assume you, it just means you're addicted and you can't quit. You're just really into it. It is. I every week I'm like I got to play something different. I need to I need to play something more than Final Fantasy. I should come to the table with one of these mini games that I could play and talk about and offer my perspective on. But it's so damn good. The the story to Final Fantasy 14, it's true. It just gets better and better and better. And I am so hooked on that game that it is it is becoming a problem. It gets to a point where I'm like, I have to go to bed at night and I am angry that I have to <laughs> stop playing the game and have to go to bed simply because I want to see what the next story beat is. And uh, a good sign though. You know, it's nice to have a game that you're like, oh man, I gotta keep playing. It's good. Yeah. 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 So I'm I'm good having feeling. a super good time with it. I'm about to finish the Stormblood expansion. I'm in what would be considered the final patch of that story, and we're gonna move on to Shadowbringers, which by all accounts is like the best that Final Fantasy has to offer. So I'm really looking forward to that. But uh yeah, game's game's great. Yeah. Yeah, it is great. Uh, I agree with you. I mean, we make a lot of dragon beef around here, but the truth is, it is great. Dragon beef. I had to mention it. And the truth um, is, the dragons aren't that great looking. Yeah, they're, they're just really cool. They're like, just, well, is they, that all you played this week? Was Final Fantasy? Yes, nothing that's else? all I did. Not I a guess you, iota of anything. Nothing else. I might have played a little of No Man's Sky right after the show, but then I very quickly transitioned to Final Fantasy 14 and haven't been able to put it down. Oh, well, I was going to say, John, because of you, the first thing I did after that show was uh, reinstall the PC version of uh, No Man's Sky. I've been playing it on Xbox, but I decided to reinstall it and check out the DLSS features because I did, you, you were just talking about those or raving about those. Holy shit, that game runs smooth. Like, mm-hmm. It's like a different planet than the game that released in 2016 in terms of like performance. It's just insane. It's, I mean, yeah, it's a five-year-old game now, but four-year-old, but, but still those, those new graphics features just made it amazing. And the first thing I did was start a free uh, or a, a creative mode game. Uh, so I could just quickly get in and see the visuals. And the first thing I did was hop on top of a walking uh, uh, mushroom creature and, it put me right through his head and I sat on his, on his nose. <laughs> I saw the video of yeah. that. That was really good. Yeah. So that was you doing that. That was your fault that I got in there. It's a good game. Uh, Bo, how's you're doing the final missions of cyberpunk and you're not crashing. That's fantastic. How's it? How's that going for you? Yeah. So I've only had one crash and I think I'm at 110 hours in the game at this point. It's pretty good. Um, I've done all the side missions, all the hustles. I think I've pretty much tapped out all the story stuff and I'm sitting looking at the final mission and I just ran out of time because I went to bed. So yeah, it's, I have, I have a lot to say about the game, but at the same time, I don't want to talk about it because it's a game you don't want to spoil. There's some cool stuff that happens in it. Do you revive um, Jackie? Do you bring Jackie back to life? Um, not that I'm aware of. It's too bad. Darn it. You know, the person that gets brought back to life is Johnny Silverhand, who has, I think I said this last week, but, you know, all I could see was Keanu the first little bit that I played, but now he's full on Johnny Silverhand to me. He's a great character. And I think there was a lot of criticism we leveled at it, but I realized one thing today is that, you know, the, the cyberpunk genre of which it's named after 
we usually think a lot about the technology, but this game actually really also leans into the punk word of the cyberpunk, you know, in that the rocker boy mentality is literally, you know, punk music against the establishment, anti-conformist, burn it all to the ground, who cares about building structures. It's it, it took me a while to come to that, but there's a one huge side mission where you're getting the band back together, which is awesome. It's really cool. And it has, it plays into a lot of that kind of story of, you know, you got your Kurt Cobain's or your Jim Morrison's that die, but what do the other guys do? And, and, and in this world, you're in that future and, and, uh, it's, it's good, but I will say running the gamut on expectations, I think Deus Ex, you know, and even Mass Effect lean more into actual science fiction ideas where you're like, oh, okay, like this, these are cool concepts. I think this is very much tapas, like it's a sampling of all the different things from a cyberpunk mm-hmm. um, genre, but it doesn't go deep and moving into those ideas. Which makes sense because the slogan from the pen and paper game is style over substance. And that's kind of what you're, just so you know what you're you're getting into here, you're not going to get any revolutionary new ideas. But it's going to feel really immersive and cool when you're doing them, when you're in those, some of the bigger missions. Some of the stuff is just kind of ordinary, but like, you know, you'll know when you have like... I'm dealing with a contract dispute between a pop band and a rock star in the future. And I'm like, it's just, I'm like, and I'm part of this and I'm kind of like starstruck a little bit. Cause these celebs are, you know, arguing about contractual rights. It's just like, you're just like, I'm in this moment. It's cool. Like, it, so it does a really good job of, of making you immersed in those moments in the story. It's Witcher three with a cyberpunk skin. It really like, you know, forget all the expectations that the trailers put us put in. It's you wander around, you find a mission, you talk to some people, and then it's done, and you move on to the next thing. And there's some romance stuff and some story stuff. But um, so from that perspective, if you like The Witcher Three and wanted another Witcher adventure in a cyberpunk world, then that's what you're getting here. <laughs> that's why, like all the nonsense about <laughs> what this game isn't, and the bugs, granted, that stuff is like warranted. Um, you know, this game pretty much is that. It's, mm. The truth is pretty mundane. They released a, a, another entry into The Witcher, and I sort of hope I, ho- I hope that the expand like you know it's on the level of Blood and Wine, which you know I still haven't got to. I think what I'm going to do when I'm done playing Cyberpunk is I'm going to get back to Witcher Three and effing finish it, mm. so I can play the damn expansion, which you have raved about, and you know so many people have raved about. Um, so, but yeah, it's. I definitely recommend it, but I could see it not being for everybody, and I could see the disappointment setting in on some aspects of it. But. I think the game just needs to hit. I mean, we know it's possible for redemption in the gaming world. It can happen. We just talked about No Man's Sky again, and that game is just like fully redeemed and then some. So mm-hmm. can it happen here? I think so. I, I don't know. I think one of the things they did, I, I probably said it last week, but The Witcher 3 features this crazy story, find Siri, and then you're in the bog forever. Which makes sense for that time because you're just traversing. It takes months to find things, and during that time, another story might happen, and you're kind of this disconnected person, anyways. Whenever you butt up against big dramas like kings and stuff, you kind of participate in your section. You're like, "I'm out of here, man. I'm a witcher. I don't, <laughs> I don't care about your damn kingdom." And you know, the only only thing you sort of seem to care about are the outcome of the mages, maybe. But uh, in this game treats you that way that's the big mistake is like so your contractor 
you get in this big story that starts off with a bang, and then you're doing all these small side missions. But the difference is, is everything's at the speed of cell phones in this world. So yeah. it doesn't make I think there's like a disconnect with how they plotted everything out because right. I'm doing stuff like that contract dispute or hanging out in the Badlands with badass Pan Am, who you'll eventually get to meet. There's some Mad Max levels in this game that are fun. And I'm like, why am I doing this? I'm dying. I'm like chilling out, hanging out in the Badlands, trying to get laid, uh, you know, with the various characters that are in the game. That's a big part of it. I'm like, I'm dying. Keanu's in my head going like, I'm going to eat you. And and I'm just chilling out doing this other stuff. I'm like, that's like Witcher stuff when you're like, yeah, I'm dying, but I got time to hang out with poor people and their werewolf problems. Like, that's, you know, and I don't mean that derisively, but they're so poor and dejected in that game. You know, they're just like, oh, my. So I think I'm repeating myself from last week, but that's, to me, tonally, that's fake that they won't be able to fix with this game. They'll just release new DLC and maybe they'll feel more fun or something like that. But mm, yeah, that to me is the most jarring sort of mistake was, was just the pacing of it all. Oh, that, that reminds me. I also installed, um, the Legion zombie thing they're doing. There's an alpha for multi. Oh. They're adding a multiplayer mode to it. That's a, that's basically, <laughs> don't a, tell John he's going to be mad a zombie game. And I installed <laughs> it and it's, it's John would hate it. Because, well, it's I mean, kinda, I'm kind of mad too. I'm not gonna. I don't want to put John in that <laughs> boat alone. I'm sitting there with him. <laughs> it's kind of fun because you're hacking stuff and killing zombies in in the big open space, and other players are in there, and also NPCs that are not zombies are in there. It's kind of neat what they're doing. In a, I don't know what to compare it to. It's not typical. It's like a mashup or whatever, right? Like yeah. you got your zombie tropes, you got your hacker game tropes. Yeah, and it's just yes. a mode they're adding, just a side mode. You don't have to play it. But in uh, right now it's an alpha or maybe beta. Um well, I don't know if it'll go over well if Cyberpunk gets a zombie mode, let me tell you. Well, that's what I, that's the reason I thought Anything but bug, bug fixes, there'll be 100 million YouTubes screaming out in terror. Well, that was my whole thing. Like, if they can get that thing up in really fighting shape and then then start talking about that multiplayer mode they'd planned and then start talking about deal. And like, you know, there's a, there's a way, there's a path forward for that game, but they've got, they got to just, I'd be excited if they showed up at E3 with Microsoft. Cause that's, they had a really big Xbox presentation, right? It's, yeah, I think Keanu, I think that was the Xbox or Microsoft. Yeah. It was, yeah. Yeah, it was. It would be very cool to have some awesome news, although not likely. I'm probably sure they're still in fixing mode. If I my, listen to my gut, but, it would be cool to see, you know, here's the patch with the bug fixes and plus missing content. That E3 trailer they showed, the first one. Yeah. I went through and watched it like shot by shot. There is so much in there that's on the damn game. And it's fine. Maybe it didn't make it to release because stuff gets cut. Mm-hmm. But it would be cool to see some of that stuff make it into the game. I and mean, there's a ton of stuff in there. Yeah. That just, you know, I'm just like, oh, like even characters like Dex Deshaun has a bodyguard and then there's this other character that shows up and they're in a scene together where that bodyguard is eating noodles and then there's two guys approaching and like what one of the guys approaching like i think i recognize that guy from another mission so i was like i'm gonna see them in a mission at some point didn't happen Hmm. and i'm like so is was that just for coolness it just kind of set this expectation of like you know there's that girl who takes the her face off and her jaw and she's sort of cleaning your face or whatever or putting makeup on like there's there's a lot in there that i didn't experience that i now can confirm i'm like oh so this stuff 
didn't make it into the game mm. or was just I say didn't make it because Dum Dum's in there, like characters from the game. Dum Dum is a one of the Maelstrom guys. Yeah, yeah. There, there are characters in there that I'm like, I recognize. You know, Jackie's in there, V's in there. Like, did they, did they, know. did they call you for advice on how to name characters? Because Dum Dum sounds like something you'd do in a D and D campaign. Yeah, <laughs> I'm jealous of that name. Honestly, I'm like, yeah, they could just call a guy Dum Dum. But the Maelstrom guys are kind of like they're hardcore. Like one guy's Brick and Royce. Like they, they give themselves Brick. Handles. Brick and Royce, all right. Uh, there's Brick and there's Royce, and <sighs> you're making me want to play. It's okay. a good game. It's a great experience. The gameplay is, you know, it's it's not super challenging, but it's challenging enough to be fun and immersive. And it's yeah. a, it's like finger food. It's like you get a sampling of mind control. You get a sampling of this other thing. You get a sampling of all the tropes, but it doesn't go super deep into anything yet. I haven't seen the final missions. I might be blown away by what happens. The only thing it goes deep on is relationships. Like that's the kind of thing where I was like, I think they went a little too hard on romances in this game. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause they form really significant portions of the story where I'd rather, you know, it be some weird cyberpunk shit that <laughs> they spend time on doing kind sure, of. So sure. maybe in a DLC. Sure. Well, life finds a way. Uh, the chat room wants to know if we talked about Valve being part of the PC Gamer show coming up. Um, we did not. I did hear about that. Ooh. But as far as I know, we know nothing else. And also the PC Gamer show is notoriously underwhelming anytime they announce anything that's happening there. So I would rather be surprised by that event than have an expectation for any of it. Because that particular show. Half-Life never... 3 finally announced that <laughs> yeah. the PC Gaming show at E3. Because my guess is they're not going to. If they were going to really have like introduce that handheld, it ain't happening at that event. There's no way that'll be a way bigger deal. Uh, if they were announcing a new game, I don't think they'd do it there either, unless they did it somewhere else and then reiterated it on that stage. And then thirdly, I'm almost a hundred percent sure this is them just talking about steam. And what if it's a victory lab? What if they come out during the Xbox show and say, bam, steam on your Xbox? Well, it could be, it could be a victory lab. <laughs> it, it's could They be. said, it says a message regarding Steam, and I just imagine Valve coming out, Gabe Newell coming out and going, we're shutting it down. <laughs> he turns around and goes walking off stage. That'd be awesome. I want as, a se- as a second place, it would just be, you need to restart Steam. Uh, yeah. that comes <laughs> yeah, Every day, I got to restart that damn Steam after I just started it. I know, there's so many updates. But, but yeah, like there's going to be, Steam's got something going on that nobody knows about, but I don't think that event is where they announce it somewhere else maybe and then they like Bo said victory lap on that show but uh my my expectations are super i mean that's a long shot steam on my xbox that'd be so happy oh it'd be amazing would make me so happy i'd just be like all these purchases available on my console device it'd be amazing thank you valve yeah i would give you more money i will continue shitting on epic game store All the live long day if you did that. <laughs> yep, you'll keep doing your part. You'll do your part. Uh, Half-Life Alex coming to PC in a non-VR format would be cool if that's the announcement. I wouldn't mind that. Because I can't I bring know, myself though. to... I I just don't imagine... Like, I'm sure the game is decent. But there's... So we got into this a little bit on our last Resident Evil stream where I said... When I heard that they were making that game for VR, I thought, oh, great. So we're going to get a shitty Resident Evil. Yeah. And I got proven wrong. Yeah. And I want to say fully, I admit I was wrong. I was wrong about that assumption. I had a weird VR bias that came out, and I was proven wrong. Mm. So keep that in mind when I say 
Half-Life Alex without the VR, what's the point? That game seems like it would just be a shitty game without the VR gimmick attached to it. Maybe. So, I mean, there's already I, a big mod effort to make it work without Valve's help in non-VR mode. But I don't know if that that doesn't necessarily contradict what you're saying. You make you make a good point. Like VR VR like shooter galleries, like just me shooting stuff out of the sky is a fun VR experience that holds up in that environment because you're so viscerally involved with that environment that shooting just Space Invader style shit that's coming at you is a fun experience. Take VR out of it, no way that's fun for very long. You know? Yeah. Taking a mouse and aiming yeah, at 20 I, things, like who cares about that? So you're right. I think you're probably on to you're on to something. But they may, I don't know. They may do something. Which, I think I should buy a VR headset. Ooh. I've kind of it's kind of flipped my mind because as we talk about this thing, sorry, it just came up. I was like, let me check. I'd wait till I, I, may, I think I that Quest Three. They're going to announce that Quest Three before long, and I. Oh, know. I should wait till after E3. Yeah, <laughs> buy a Quest Two. It's like the Quest Three is coming. I think out. there'll be a Quest Three by this fall. <laughs> That's my thinking. I could be wrong. Yeah, but that feels right to me. I, I keep forgetting, and and like Half Life Alex, just the way John was speaking, like I think it's meant to be played in there. I'm like, I need to get a headset. I need to try this game. Like it's. Anubis, ah. Anubis in the chat says it's the gaming experience of his lifetime. I played it on an index, uh, the Valve Index, and um, that's a hard, that's a big, those are big words to say. <laughs> the gaming experience I mean, of my it, lifetime. It could, it could be. I don't, I don't discount it. My issue is always that, like, I was never sold on VR. I never ran out and said, "Oh, you know what? I need to get this headset," which is shocking because I have a lifetime subscription to Star Trek Online. I am very susceptible to being told I need something I don't need and yeah. thinking I need it and spending money for it. Yeah. But VR never got me. Um, but I I see it, and I'm like, you know, if it worked, it could. I remember playing, uh, what was it, Dactyl Nightmare <laughs> yeah. in, a, in a VR lounge that was in the mall at one point, and I remember thinking that was a real amazing moment in my gaming life i was like, oh man it was like i was really there yeah. that dactyl that was made of eight polygons was so real it was in my face and picked me up and dropped me but you know i would love to see it it's just such a big buy-in and it would be it'd be like all right well i'll get half-life alex and then what do i do yeah because i'm not gonna buy a shooting gallery game <laughs> i have no interest in it <laughs> i can yeah. I don't care. Yeah. You don't <laughs> it's just care. not I'm not interested. Yeah. So it's a very big buy-in for something that Valve seems to have supported, but then I don't know where my interest is once that's over. Yeah. You should watch that uh Resident Evil 4 video in VR. Um they're making that. Oh, and that's right. It's yeah, video in VR is pretty good too, by the way. Like just going parachuting and stuff. Oh yeah, that stuff's great. But like this, the way that they're they're making uh, Resident Evil Four, it's so tactile. Like you're the, the inventory, you're literally picking the gun up and moving it here with your hands, and that inventory systems is suddenly like a physical thing, not just an annoying interface. That's not a grid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really it seems really neat, but. Um, I don't know. Seemed like something. What they should do is they should make it so that you have a briefcase. So if you want to go into your inventory, you put the briefcase down, open it up, and it's a grid inside, and you got to fit. Well, it's kind of that. Pieces into the grid. It's kind of that. It's. Oh, is that what they're doing? Yeah, that's not. It's not. It's not exactly that. But you do pull up a case, you open it up, and you 
physically move like here's the scope and put it over here because i'm out of room and i need to put two healing things here and move the herb up because i need room down here you for the explosives that case around with you and in you, the game world <laughs> <laughs> i think you just, just sort of smashing it. it shut you got guns sticking up all over the place i organized yeah. it it's like george costanza's wallet it's gonna explode if you squeeze it too hard sort of thing but <laughs> yeah exactly it looks I'm really curious interesting if nice i would reference. be afraid of games uh like horror games because they don't tend to get me on the pc that badly yeah and you know it's Scott, way worse like, yeah I, it has to be it's, right like i wonder be. if i would be terrified i have the dk2 right and so mm-hmm. when i was showing it off i brought crofton over mentioned him on the show sometimes like, you gotta mm-hmm. check out this oculus rift like here's an underwater program and it was like there was you know whales and and fish and he's like cool 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 but i i forgot to tell him that a shark lurks around oh nice <laughs> and all of that, he's just, I, I i forgot he just went <laughs> he turned around he freaked out he's like and, and it was like you know this was in the early days it looked like a three polygon shark like it was nothing and he freaked out yeah. and it's just a shark in blue ocean it wasn't scary mm-hmm. it was a non-animating shark and he freaked out so yes john i think you will there's a good chance you may shit on me uh, <laughs> when you, <laughs> you may, when you play this stuff in VR. Yeah, great. It's uh, you to visceral. Go back to it's, that that world. Yeah. yeah, it's visceral, man. I mean, in it's, John's case, I think it would you would just shift over to the way I am with a standard PC horror game without a VR headset. I would shift over into actual death. I would just die from doing I'd VR horror. <laughs> Seriously, I can't do it. There's I mean, no it way. is scary. It's way worse than just on the screen. When it's... people are like, you got to play seven that way. No. No. Oh, good God. Maybe just the lady, the D- Demisri Seuss. Yeah, scenes. I could do maybe her stuff in eight. I could do. Um, but they didn't put it in eight. So eight has no VR support. Seven was oh, all oh, VR oh. supported. And I don't know why they didn't do it again. I, I, I don't have theories about that. But anyway, it's it's interesting. Um, all right, let's move on now to this. That's a good question. We got emails. A couple of these been hanging on to. Got one from Gray Matter. That's short for brain. Um, gray Matter. He one said this day it may matter. There you go. I sent this to talk to the core at gmail.com, and he says this. Hey, Scott, you were ranting about how classic is the same old graphics and everything. I was talking about classic WoW. But it has a classic option uh, that you can play with with all the new settings and effects. Just FYI. I'll stop there real quick. Not exactly. It gives you a slightly slightly more distant view distance and some shadow changes. That's it. Polygonally, texture-wise, all that business, that is some vanilla-ass World of Warcraft right there. Okay? So you have very, it's not like you have all the modern options suddenly in classic. That is not an option in the game. I wish it was. Yeah, I, I judge it by how the foliage and the trees look when you get up close. It's yeah. like they're stretched out. Yeah, none of that works. Bitmaps. Yeah, none of that works the way he's the way he's saying. So it's that's not exactly true. Then he went on to say, uh, so it's pretty much a remaster. The rule sets and mechanic values have not changed. But anyhow, a uh, longtime caller, first time listener, found you when you started Boop and been following ever since. Love the addition of Dunaway. Uh, P.S. Japanese dragons are the best dragons. Oh, we got a John fan. I'm gonna I'm gonna just say that that last opinion there made up for the fact that you called Burning Crusade Classic a remaster. Oh yeah, yeah. See, he's forgiven you because of what you said about Dragon Beef. Dragon Beef. So thank you for that. I like you just fine. Yeah, I think you're a great person. I just think remaster is a very generous term for what Burning Crusade Classic. I would say it's not even close to a remaster. It's and that's I play quite a bit of classic and it. 
Yeah, and that's the it, point. The draw it's distance meant, is farther, but it didn't really Yeah, and it's not meant to be a remaster. In fact, it's the opposite of what people want. They want the old thing. Otherwise... If it was a remaster, it'd use the new character models. That right. easy. Right. Like, that... that if it, if it used the new character models that they updated, then sure, I'll call it a, a remaster. But in a world where they have access to a better-looking model and they opt not to use it, that's not a remaster. That is not a remaster. <laughs> At that point. Not even Though close. saith John, he has spoken. It's not. Yeah, it's not even a remake. Benjamin says in the chat, he's right. It's just, it's a repurpose is what it is. It's just the game. It's the code <laughs> <laughs> repurposed. <laughs> Um, all right. It's uh, one more email from Zach who says, this is primarily for you, Scott, John and Bo. You can participate as well. I'll allow it. He says, Oh, thanks. Thanks. Man. Um, I think it's because, I think it's because these are anime recommendations. You guys probably already know about most of this. I even knew about some of it. Uh, Vinland saga is this Viking anime. It's on Netflix. Pretty grimy. He says, I haven't seen it. Uh, a few people have said that's one to watch subtitles, all that. So I may have to check that out. Attack on Titan. I already knew about this, of course. Who doesn't know about giant naked guys with their muscles showing? Anyway, medieval retro future, very good. Very little anime bullshit, he says. Well, I'll be the judge of that. I've watched some Attack on Titan. I've seen it. It's fine. It's cool. It's cool. Yeah. Mm. I like the fighting and the action. It's great. I watched a little Demon Hunter or Demon... Demon Assassin? No. Demon Slayer? Demon Slayer. My daughter's really that's, into that's that. That's like a new one, I think, or something. Yeah, new-ish. And uh, that's pretty good. The action in that's very good. I started watching Blue Lagoon. I really like that. Nice and violent. Um, I like... Sorry, Black Lagoon, not Blue Lagoon. Uh, what's the other one I just started? Shoot. It's super bloody. Bez- Berserk? No. Oh, Berserk. Yeah, I'm watching Berserk. Berserk is very bloody and cool. Uh the more violent and gritty, the better. I'm about I'm about to binge on that um, final season of uh, the Castlevania series. That's the mm. kind of stuff I like. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's really good. I yeah, it was fine. Oh, did you? I don't. I think the Castlevania series peaks at its second season, but uh, oh, okay. Both of the following seasons, including this new one, are still good. Yeah, I just think it's hard to beat that Dracula fight, man. Where they play the remake of the bloody tears song and all of that that's like, pretty good yeah that's such a cool moment and i just don't think it ever got that cool again yeah. but yeah that show was fun by I the way in it. the case of berserk i want to recommend the english dub because there are some great character voices in that that are speaking mm-hmm. english and i really like the dub on that it's very good <laughs> Yeah, if you're looking for a cyberpunk recommendation in anime, that's yeah. actually kind of decent. Uh, Psychopass is a good one. Psychopass. Yeah, Psychopass. it takes a little bit to get going. It's violent, but not uber violent. It's more of an actual sci-fi story. I'm but into good. that. I'm into that. Psychopass. Here it is. Uh, Psychopass TV series 2012. They basically, the cops have, they can tell if you're going to become mentally deranged. Yeah. Uh, you, you get a social score. Okay. It sounds like something that's happening today. Cyberpunk's becoming increasingly just today. Um, and then so, you know, if their guns detect somebody that's about to become unstable and commit a mass murder, uh, you know, the cops take them down and will we'll disintegrate them with the guns. Yeah. So the guns are locked. They can't just shoot anyone. This, this, the shibble system 
you know, they have to scan him, analyze him, and they go, yep, looks like he's, uh, you know, divorced, uh, been living alone, cutting himself, he's headed for bad news, so shoot him. So it's this sort of dystopian utopia kind of thing going on. It's, it's good. All right, I'll check it's it out. It's a little disjointed, but the first season sort of is a, has a beginning, middle, and end, so you can mm-hmm. kind of watch that. And then there's a second season and a movie, and I think there's even a third one coming, but... It's a little all over the place past the first season, but I really enjoyed. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Check the uh, where is it showing? Hulu. I think yeah, Hulu. you might have it on Hulu. I think for Hulu me, it was, on, Prime, it was uh, on Netflix and then Amazon Prime. Hulu Prime Video. Oh, it's on tons of stuff. Hulu Prime Video, Apple TV or Apple TV Plus, their service. Yeah, great soundtrack too. Okay, I'll check it out. Ooh, there's if something you want bloody and disturbing, you should watch a show called Elfin Lead. Elfin? El- Wait. Let's, let's I'll spell it. I'll give, write it in the notes. I feel like me, that's yeah. the name of an exotic dancer. <laughs> it sounds like a drug. Elfin Lead. It's a uh, messed up show. Elfin Lied, it looks like. <laughs> Elfin Lied, you mean? It's pronounced lead, but yes. Oh, uh, is that how it's spelled, course. though? Oh, it is. You're right. 2004. Okay, let's see what we got here. <laughs> Chat room immediately goes, whoa, John turning things up to 11 really oh uh, i think i've heard of this and i think this is is it really I bloody i wasn't, I wasn't on, interested in it it's just but it's on hulu it's i have oh, hulu i could watch this uh hold on this might be my jam i don't know you know what you know it's, what i like i like the i like a good violent hack and slashy kind of it is definitely violent. There is going to be stuff in there that you definitely don't like, and it is extraordinarily disturbing. Um, extraordinarily disturbing. The intro alone, I think there's like 70 people get brutally murdered. Really? In the opening Spoilers, scene, including Jesus. a fake main character. So, <laughs> Okay. I'm in. I'm in. I'm watching Elfin Lead. It's happening. What, what is that on? Uh, Hulu and and Prime, Amazon Prime have it. Oh, is it really? Mm-hmm. It's just you can just get it places. Yeah. I'm amazed they'll put that show on. What is anything. it like contraband or something? Like it, it, it's considered it's just there's a lot of nudity, uh, there's a lot of blood, there's a lot of dismemberments. <laughs> I have a question because I'm reading the synopsis and I just want your confirmation. Imprisoned under tight military security, Lucy, a genetically altered human known as a Diclonius. What <laughs> is that real? Are they it's called? Not, it's not pronounced that way, but yes. Diclonius. Well, it says Diclonius. It's called, a, it's called a Diclonius. Diclonius. <laughs> no, I read that and tell me that doesn't say Diclonius. Does it have goofy? <laughs> does it have the big-eyed, like frustrated face crap? You know, I don't like. Is that in here? Um. So the idea. I'll just give you a quick little spoiler summary of the beginning, like. So, yes, she is this weaponized human called Lucy. She's extremely violent. She seems to murder anybody she comes across. Uh, She gets knocked unconscious, gets some form of amnesia that kind of renders her into almost the typical, like, you would find annoying anime girl where she only kind of speaks in cutesy tones and stuff. Yeah. But sometimes she reverts to the serial killer personality and just starts murdering people at the same time. So there's very, there's this very like, are we dealing with the serial killer? Are we dealing with this innocent child kind of thing? And it can be genuinely frightening as a result where you're like, Oh shit, that's not an innocent person. That's somebody that's going to murder you. Get away from her immediately. Like it's, it's 
I don't know. It's weird. I don't know if you'll like it. I don't know if this is a genuine recommendation. It is an extraordinarily messed up show. All right. But and it's it's notoriously so, right? People know this of it. They know it's like gnarly and horrendous and I mean, I guess people said I was turning things up to 11 by recommending it. By the so, way, yeah. If- I I, I want to put our listeners to work for a second. I need help with something on the anime front. So Knights of Sidonia has two seasons, right? So they just, in Japan, I think the movie has come out for the final. Instead of doing a season, they've done a movie. Mm -hmm. So I need to know where I can watch it because it's out. Do they have a translation? Where can I get it? I can't find any information. If somebody is a good anime hunter. (laughs) Anime hunter is a great. Anime hunter, it could help me. I think the movie is called the star where love is spun let's do a sh- um, let's do a, a new that's name, podcast that's the name of my sex tape by the way i want to do a podcast um, let's do the new podcast it's called anime hunter and i'm in anime hunter yeah <laughs> we just spend the days hunting for anime that scott will like yeah why not he i just likes anime yeah it's just this is the hard first to time, find one that he likes yeah. this is the first time i've been enough into an anime that i know that it's out in japan but not necessarily out for other audiences and i desire it before you know like I need. I want to see the conclusion to this great tale. So, if anyone knows where I can see the star where love is spun, I'm watching some. Uh, oh, this is blo- this is bloody. I'm seeing some clips here. Oh, Elf what? Elf and lead. Yeah, <laughs> it's popping people's heads off. All right. Well, I'll look into it. Scott <laughs> learns anime. All right. Moving <laughs> on. Uh, let's get uh, out of here. We've done a show, and that means we're done. Uh, that. Uh, we should be back to our normal day next week, which will be Thursday. So everybody tune in then. And by then, we'll have some of this uh, stuff. Like tomorrow's the Jeff Keeley Summer of Video Games thing. What's it called? Games Fest uh, is happening tomorrow, which may or may not uh, yield anything new. But uh, it's going to be uh, interesting nonetheless to see what his thing's going on. And then uh, a bunch of E3 stuff coming up. So we don't know how much of it. We may do some live commentary. We may not. I don't. I don't know. This year's weird. John's got a baby. I've never been busier with my freaking car game, trying to get it out the damn door and do everything else. And uh, Patrick has a second baby and is like worthless right now. Wow, they're not worthless. He's, you know, he's busy being a dad, but you know, it's just yeah, hard. He had to one up me. I was like, I'm busy. I got a baby, and Patrick's like, Well, I'm busy. I have two. Yeah, like, it's well, basically all right, it. Fine. So my thinking is, some of this is going to happen. How much of it, and who will be there? I don't know, but we're going to try to do. Well, some I don't have any babies. We're going to do some co-streams. And we do it almost every year, Ziggurat in the chat. Um, Plenty of years over and over we do it. Uh, But this year we don't know because it's weird. So anyway, we'll let you know. Keep you you in our our thoughts. (laughs) Thoughts and prayers, everybody. Thoughts and prayers. I don't know why I said that. All right, we're out of here. That's it. (laughs) I can't think of anything else. Oh, I got to tell people. Patreon.com slash core show. If you don't go there, then the show can't exist. Like we're paying the bills, you guys. It really helps. And those who already have, huge thanks from us. But if you haven't, consider it. All the uh, benefits are there. You just got to read them. Patreon.com slash core show. And if you're looking for anything else, you can find it at frogpants.core show. Uh, or frogpants.com slash core. I said that all wrong. Talk to the court. Gmail.com is our email address. And as always, track us down on Twitter. Core pod. John underscore Jagger. I'm at Scott Johnson. And Bo is at Bo Schwartz. John, anything final you want to say to the people at home? Uh-uh. Please remember that the anime recommendations made on Core do not necessarily represent the values and ideals and beliefs of the people who make them. 
Yeah, I second that. I back that up completely. That's a good point. I, <laughs> I like some messed up stuff. Yeah. I don't. I, I don't like how it reflects on me. I don't. <laughs> I don't. Now I'm really nervous about this anime. Now I have to watch it. Um, Bo, anything you'd like to add? Uh, no, just be good to each other and oh. be good to yourselves, and you know, I agree. enjoy That's life. Good. That's a good idea. Have a good time. Do that. Have don't a good bad. time. Have a great week. The rest of your week. We'll see you guys next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. Hmm. <laughs>